On this episode of Movies Ruin My Life, we have one of the most vulgar and hilarious conversations we've had yet. So which one is better, The Terminator or T2? All right, so this is Dave. This hey. is Danny. Hey. And this is Devin. Hey. I'm Brandon. And uh, Terminator. Yeah, let's do this. I um, th- this is technically a versus because, th- <laughs> you know, we, we the the for the video or for the people viewing, um, the screen says best Terminator film. But do we? I I think we can all just start off on the consensus that three. Four and five should not should count. not even be in this conversation. No. It's just a waste of our fucking time. Yeah, and all the money we spent watching them. I don't know what the hell. It was a big <laughs> yeah. Waste. So yeah, yeah that, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, that's fair, it's, absolutely. Yeah, not only are they bad, they're so bad they should be considered outside the canon of the story because it was yeah. a great story at one point. The last yeah. like six yeah. minutes of how- three aren't bad, but yeah. How is it, by the way, that? Um, you look back at the uh, film uh, from 84, right? And and you listen to the exposition between uh, – in that exchange in the car uh, between Michael Biehn and, uh, and Linda Hamilton. And, and he's talking about essentially the singularity. And all of that shit holds up today perfectly. And then the new movie that we get – is like fucking apps and uh, you know cell phone technology and all the stuff that's going to be so fucking dated in five years. Yep. You know, it, it's <clears throat> such short-sighted filmmaking. It drives me insane. It, it, you know, you've got a movie from 1984 that managed to write a script that still holds true today. Still works. Yeah. Yeah. That, and and the science of it of the science fiction yeah. uh, still stands up um, with the world that we live in. And and a movie that was made, you know, that came out this year. Since that time, we've already progressed far enough that that movie makes no fucking sense. Right. Yeah. And also ruined Matt Smith for me for a few moments. And they try they try to get too into the time travel stuff too with the whole uh, he, he's got a memory of of how things were like. Uh, yeah. When 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 they make some change that changes what the future is going to be. All of a sudden, he remembers. No, that's not how. That's, that's not, not how it works. It's like, haven't you guys ever seen Back to the Future, which we've already done an episode on? And Brent was talking about that great scene in two with the divergent timeline. You are still the same incarnation of yourself. Yes. you've just you've just essentially gotten onto another. It's like getting off of one train and getting yeah. onto another. You're not going to be able. You're to not going to lose your memories. Other, yeah. yeah. And I, I, right. I, I think what one and two did right in that regard is they just kind of kept out of it. Yeah, like they were exactly. uh, they 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 were accurate to a point, um, but it, but again, it was more just that they they avoided making too many. Um, yeah, they didn't go uh, too deep where they can't get pods. themselves out of a hole. Right? Exactly, because exactly. if you go too far into it, well, no one can enjoy the movie. I mean, there's a number of time travel theories, and so if you yeah. subscribe to the nowhere problem, which is that time is a train moving forward on tracks that exist only below the train. Yeah, there's no future. There's no past. If you went. To the past, there'd be nothing to stand on, you'd, you know. So then people would be like, "Well, then why is the movie happening?" 
Yeah. <laughs> but like to go back to what you were saying, like if the movie's good enough, people forgive it. So like in T two, you have a young John Connor like hacking into an ATM and it takes yes, eight seconds yeah. with an Atari handheld computer. Yeah. <laughs> you could even argue that the arcade itself is outdated because no one goes to arcades anymore. Yeah. Remember the one at Union Station went out of business. So, yeah. Like, if Pretty the much unless enough, you go to Wonderland. Yeah, but in nineteen ninety one, like I guarantee we'd all be at arcades yeah. and smoking dope and shit. Right? But if the movie's good enough, people will forgive a movie. It's like dated. Uh, uh, technology and stuff, but with the new, the last three Terminators, it's just, oh, it's just God. so bad. Salvation was by far the worst piece of garbage ever made. I still like, haven't seen it, but I, I, I it's. Memorable. I know we're not arguing those movies, but it's it's good to get our gripes. We got to get way. this out because yeah. Salvation was so bad. Like I feel hurt <laughs> that somebody would do that personally. Put the, the Terminator label. On a movie, and then I'd go watch it. I went to the fucking theater, too. Mm-hmm. You know how much of a fucking idiot yeah. I felt like? I did yeah. that with three. Yeah. We and all it, fell oh, for it. Didn't, didn't, uh, and there's like a... They turned <laughs> John Connor into like a cuckold or something. Oh, like everyone God. else is doing all the action, and he's basically just chilling out being the crazy guy. As you said to me... Um, not that long ago, Devin, he, he, you know, you, you talk about this great leader and all of those films leading up to it, and now it's just... You know, uh, he's not even a man of legend. He's just that wacko that kind of shows up from time to time and is on the oh. radio. And, and he goes down to the the submarine with all of like the leaders, and he's like telling them like you know all of this stuff that he knows about the Terminators, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, crazy, yeah, whatever, God. bud. Yeah. <laughs> like predicted like, the robots, I whatever. Just, I fucking love how T <laughs> one and T two. It takes the entire film to kill it. T4, or Salvation, whatever you want to call it, just throw a tire iron at it and it just dies. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> or the big bastard that like nobody could hear coming from a mile away, but it weighs like 40 ton. Like, <laughs> what a fucking shit. Oh. Okay, sorry. Okay, yeah, let's, yeah. let's get into it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> now I'm sweating. <laughs> okay. So- <laughs> All right. So All right, know. so basically this is, this is going to be a versus episode of uh the terminator and you know the 1984 classic and nt2 judgment day mm-hmm. um but uh we we talked about different ways of doing this and we've decided that how we're going to do it is we're not going to form an opinion or uh, right now we're going to have the discussion and then at the end each one of us will will form an opinion uh because that that the problem is with these two films if if, if we start off uh, you know, with a preconceived notion, uh, you know, working under nostalgia and whatnot, that uh, the problem there is that by the end of the conversation, you might be like, oh, fuck, no, the other film is better. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm already wavering. So. Yeah, no, me too. I, I thought I had an opinion. I'm, but I'm, I'm so on the fence. Dead on. Okay, no problems. I, I am comfortable with my, uh, yeah. my opinion. Okay. So let's, right. let's get into it. Termi- <clears throat> uh, the Terminator, the first film. Uh, 1984 film made for 6.4 million dollars, turned around and grossed 18.4 million worldwide. I think, Dang. yeah, wow. which is uh, equivalent to like 40 billion nowadays. <laughs> Adjusted for inflation, it's just everyone's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's insane. And one thing that I found really, really interesting um, that I've never ever seen before. I'm sure it, it happens, but um, I was looking at, at the Rotten Tomatoes score. Uh, and the critic score, the critic score is 100%. No fucking way. It's what? 100% on this fucking movie. Wow. I've never, ever seen that before. Even Metacritic, which Devin and I constantly bag on Metacritic because, you know, because there's so many, 
you know, critics who have such strong opinions voting one side or the other, a lot of times it is a nullifier and you end up with all these films in that 55 to 60 kind of range. Um, this film has 83 on Metacritic. Wow. It's just unbelievable. Even 8.1, which uh, is lower than T2 at 8.5 on IMDb. Um, this film is so loved universally. It's pretty I, much a perfect score. Like. Yeah, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, and like we talked about already, it still plays just as well today to modern audiences. There's n- there's nothing in it that seems overly dated. And the things that do, like the big boats of cars and, um, you know, the, like the, the original up CGI and stuff, stuff like, like that. Yeah. yeah. The phone That's book. just going to happen. The well, phone yeah, book itself. There's nothing you can do about that. Yeah. Yeah. Pay phones. I was, uh, I was clicking around on YouTube, clicking around, um, <laughs> and, and I came across a video of Stan Winston talking about, uh, you know, his his early conversations with Cameron uh, when they were first developing the technology that they were going to use for the Terminator. And two things struck me. One, the the design of the Terminator is based on a James Cameron painting. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. He fucking painted the Terminator and just like, I want this. You know, if I did that, it would just be a fucking stick, stick man. man with yeah. a gun. <laughs> <laughs> I want this. Perfect. He got the picture of Linda Hamilton as a stick man with wicked tits. <laughs> That's what I want. That's who I want the girl to be. <laughs> and the other thing that I found really interesting was um, that uh, Stan Winston basically talked um, Cameron into uh, going the puppet route with a lot of the, the action uh, for the Terminator. Because originally they were going to do the whole thing stop animation. Yeah. And, and Stan Winston... You know, kind of talked to him. Well, we're developing this technology, and I think we can make it work. So, a lot of those shots that you you see the the top half of the Terminator yeah. and turning his head and whatnot, it's a fucking puppet yep. on a guy's shoulders, which is so cool. It's just you know it, that kind well, of ingenuity. All the it's in like the, like the warehouse at the end is all well, not all of it, I should say, but most of it, all the close ups you can tell is you know puppet. I had or, no idea. Yeah, it's it's amazing. amazing. Except when it's like going after Michael Bean and smashing him before he puts the pipe bomb in him. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. pretty much the only animation that I can see, at least. I'm not a pro at, at that, but you can tell, and it looks good. The yeah. puppets, the red eyes, everything looks good. It's amazing. They they don't, um, I, I think compared to, to movies of the era, um, they don't overuse it, and that's uh, part of, part of I, I think how they get around how dated some other movies from the era look like yeah um i i, I mean they you know they let um uh, like it's such a long uh rising action that yeah. you know that you only really need the the um the robot uh, uh terminator for for like what the last like 10 minutes of the movie yeah like yeah, yeah, yeah. like and and you still you you know that doesn't change um how how terrified you are of this this fucking robot monster (laughs) yeah especially at the time it was what like robocop which even back then would have looked (laughs) stupid right this is probably the first cyborg that looked well, but that let's scared the don't piss come out into anybody. don't come into this place and shit talk RoboCop. Oh, I'm not shit talking <laughs> RoboCop. Get the fuck but out of if here. you fucking watch it, it's like, all right, okay, guys. That that no no, that's perfect film. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's all there is. 
Yeah, they, there's a lot and of And those blood squibs in that are, oh. are my favorite squibs of all time. <laughs> in the very gory movie. Yeah. Oh, yes. So Cartoonishly. Wow, can we come back and do a Robocop? <laughs> oh, it's like, getting done, but yeah. we're only doing the first one because we, you know, we're wiping the remainder of them from our minds. I really okay. liked number three because he had a jetpack. <laughs> that, that. All right, I got to go. See you guys. Uh, um, all right, where were we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I... I I really like about this film is um, the I like Michael Bean in the role uh, of Reese, and we're not going to get into my problems with Jai Courtney too much. But I I love that he is a he's he is fit he is um, but like lanky and and um, um, very. He can move very easily. He, he he doesn't. He's not carrying a bunch of muscle. They didn't just go out and cast, for example, Arnold, who was originally he wanted the Kyle Reese role, uh, and and I love the the choice of Michael Bean because he looks to me like what a soldier from the future would look like. Mm-hmm. How you would have to survive on minimal food, yeah. uh, minimal access to water, these kinds of things. Um, he looks like a survivor. Um, and and I love that. I, I I think to have this futuristic or you know not futuristic bringing it back, but you know a guy who very well could be a soldier from the future visually versus you know this um, specimen in in Arnold. Especially the fact that it it also makes so much sense that Arnold is considerably bigger because he's obviously got the me- metal exoskeleton yeah. underneath. So you know it it proportionally makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, and it helps, uh, yeah, not only is he, like, ragged and he's got a three-day beard, but, like, his default facial expression is, like, desperation and worry. (laughs) Michael Bean always looks worried. He's like, some some serious shit is going down. Yeah. I haven't relaxed And when he's not worried, he's he's so frustrated with everyone for not getting this. When he's not worried, he's not in any movies. (laughs) Like, like when he's at the bar waiting for Sarah, uh, sorry, waiting for the Terminator to show himself, like, he's not enjoying himself having that drink. He's just sitting there hunched over with his trench Coat sawed off shotgun, just yeah. <laughs> nobody pats him down or anything. Yeah, like, yeah that's you normal. a bar with that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Fucking. it's only the one shotgun, right? Yeah. All right, get in. <laughs> All right, yeah, oh, but pre 9 11, he could just do whatever he <laughs> yeah. wanted. There's it. a deleted scene where he, he actually brought his own Mickey, that was <laughs> that was confiscated, yeah, yeah. They but they that. let him have they the gun. That. Yeah, you look worried. I'm sure something serious is happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. He's a tremendous fucking actor, and also, I'm pretty sure he modeled for a Nintendo game. I don't have the game in front of me, but in the 80s, he was the model (laughs) for the front cover because he just looks like a soldier. Yeah, I remember this now. I I know the exact picture. I can. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Absolutely. What was it? I can't remember, but it was something popular. I'm pretty sure he was wearing the same fucking uh, (laughs) trench coat. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't know. Um... One thing I was just thinking about, let, let, let's go through this a little bit chronologically, but we we can't do what we've done in the past and just roll through the whole movie <laughs> scene for scene. But um, when they first establish the uh, the character, um, well, when when you first meet Linda Hamilton in the film and, and you get this picture of Sarah Connor as kind of just making it through life you know you're every woman you know just working a joe job and and you know roommate and kind of 
and, and I love that transformation because you don't get much of a of a character arc with with Sarah Connor character, even though she's the narrator in the second film. All, kind of you you get to see in in a two hour film probably very much the transformation that Kyle Reese went through in his entire life, like the mm-hmm. realization that okay, I'm born into a you know war torn world and and now I'm you know now I'm in the shit. And, and and there's no other option for me. And and you see that with Sarah where, you know, she's reluctant initially and 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 then, you know, eventually buys in and then is still kind of like, is there a way out of this? Yeah. I just want to go back to waiting tables and, uh, you know, and being uh, stood up by James Cameron because he's right. the voice on the yeah. on the um, answering machine. Yeah. <laughs> and then they ended up getting yeah. married yeah. And, shit and then divorced and. I don't know. So he's constantly fucking her over, both in real life and in the films. Well, she probably got a lot more money out of him than he got out of her, though. Yeah. So I'm sure she's doing just fine. She's fine, yeah. Yeah, and she's just hot as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I love the the um, the character arc of, of Sarah here. You know, a lot of people tend to like her better in the second film because she's this She's already super, a soldier. Yeah, she's this superwoman. And, and I... I'm... I find myself connected to the the humanity in her, and I see more of it, even as she's kind of, you know, delivering those lines later, you know, get up, soldier, and all that stuff, you know. It's very, um, you you believe it, and you root along with her, and you, I'm getting fucking goosebumps just talking about it, because it's, you know, you, you, you totally buy in, and it's so interesting that, you know, we talk about how this film is... It, is transcendental it's not a fucking sci-fi film and i forgot to close the door so we're going to hear this train i'm going to close it right now what do you guys think about sarah in this movie devin's got it uh i don't know start over here Devin. go ahead um i i mean i think it's fine for the first movie i mean i think you'd, you'd get kind of the same uh you know sort of um uh like yeah, like to anybody to anybody that says like she starts off like too weak. Yeah, I like, hate I, that I, shit. I, I think hate any, that. You put anybody from from that era into that same position, they're they're in the the, yeah. the same the and same and spot, like they but. they can you, they compare her in that movie universe to anyone else in the real world. She's got a vehicle. She's got an apartment. She's making her way through life just the best that she can right now. You know. Mm-hmm. And 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 they make it very clear that she's not just dependent on a on a man. They also kind of define like an underlying maternal uh, role for her in the iguana, uh, et cetera. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. That's true. Yeah, I so so yeah, yeah. So like, I feel like she's just as strong of a woman in the beginning as she is in the end. She's just gone through the transformation of. Um, of understanding how her world has changed around her. You know, and I love that. Um, it's it much like in the second film with the the main character arc is is Arnold's character arc. The Terminator is the one who almost finds humanity. You know, and the character the the character arc that we all latch onto in the first film is very much Sarah Connor. You know, yeah. Um, we can go anywhere with this. Let's not dwell on 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 Sarah here. Um, do you think that the naked uh, dudes thing is just to be like, uh, you know, let's get some women in the seats as a sci-fi action film. Let's get some naked dudes when, like, off when the they camp. come from the future. Yeah, they... yeah. Let's get some. Let's get some hot male posterior. I, I just think it makes sense. I, I not having good looking men in it or whatever, nothing like that. <laughs> but what I mean is, you know, if if you're wearing a leather jacket with spikes on it, 
Because back then, that's what everybody fucking wore. And then you like go through some time traveling device. First of all, you know, you're already worried about it. Am I going to show up? Is there going to be like a dog attached to my face? (laughs) A baby fucking stuck to me? Or your arm is sticking out of your fucking mouth? So you're already scared to death and you add like leather or even a belt buckle? Fuck that. Yeah, bringing no any way. any kind of future fashion would be a bad idea and confuse. And it also it also makes it interesting because then it means they can't bring the guns back either. Because right, know, why would yeah. you just bring back one of your awesome future, future plasma guns? rifle? Done and and a movie, mm-hmm. right? It's a five minute movie. As viewers, we want to see the acquisition of these things, right? It doesn't yeah. take yeah. Arnold very long to get himself some clothes and a gun, but Kyle has a much harder time. <laughs> yeah, he has to, he's, he's like, beat what's up a the hobo? date? The guy's like M- M- May. <laughs> the year. Tell me what year it is. I don't know. I also like how they fucked that part up because when when Arnold comes down from the future, he's on the ground. Yeah. And then when Reese does, they like push the wrong button. He's twelve feet in the air, <laughs> falls on his fucking ass. Yeah. It's like shit. It's as if they planned that. They we played a to, prank on him. We have to make this guy have a harder time yeah. in every, every conceivable yeah. way. Yeah, the police are after him. Right away. Like, yeah. as soon as he gets there, the police are like, oh, did you guys see that fucking guy come out of nowhere? Let's get him. And it doesn't even sound like they planned it very well, because when he's running from the police, and he's driving in the car and explaining to Sarah at the same time, you know, it can't be reasoned with. It never will stop. You know, she's like, can you beat him? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, shit, I, I never thought about with that. With these weapons? I don't know. It's like, you didn't research this? <laughs> right. Well, they wouldn't have time. It was impulsive. Yeah. Right. They just, he just stripped down and got in the machine and off he goes. <laughs> Which, if the clothes are they coming off anyway, why doesn't he just leave the them past, on? Right? Oh, yeah. They definitely have plasma rifles. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. Connor just lies <laughs> to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there's, yeah, there's, be fine. there's just, plasma Just go back there and fuck my mother, and then we'll talk later. <laughs> there, like, that's a lot of there is that... Um, uh, interesting question, though, of, of, like, if he can't take a gun back, mm. how is a robot inside, like, a skin suit going back? Like, well, the first it's wrapped in skin. Wrapped in skin. <laughs> so if, 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 in retrospect, they probably should have sent someone else with Kyle and just cut him open. So they should have done the two Terminator <laughs> thing just, that we were, like, they the two the first, uh, human thing we were talking about. They do it for the first time and just <laughs> this pile of skin. There's <laughs> <laughs> a puddle. Oh, shit. Let's try it again. Just pile soup. just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, the guy's essentially a human weapon. Uh, not a human weapon. An inhuman weapon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's made of. What is he made of? Oh, it's not adamantium. That's wolf. Oh, uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Some, He's made some of, kind um, of a titanium yeah, like, alloy. I yeah, pol- something poly alloy. Or no, that's no, that's, that's, that's T one thousand. T one thousand. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the liquid polio. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, he's living tissue over an um, endoskeleton. Yeah, yeah, metal exoskeleton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where 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 the fuck are we here? This is well, we, we just we've got gone so far. <laughs> we're just right? laughing at the pile Basically, of bodies. It <laughs> 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 just comes through the time warp. Getting the clothes. Oh, Getting yeah, the there wasn't actually the harder just time. One guy? He was having a harder time than Arnold was. Like there was, yeah, right. As soon right. as he got back, there was cops. There but, was a big fucking thing. Yeah, but the one advantage that he does have is that he has all the information about Sarah because he's getting it from John. Yeah, um, correct. Whereas Arnold has to go through and systematically find. Mm-hmm. In the phone book. Yeah, which is so good. <laughs> which is, oh, I love it. Yeah. Right, and I mean, he, he d- kills one of the Sarah Connors in he broad daylight, right? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry, so in broad daylight, he's yeah. He's clearly not caring about stealth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't think Kyle well, has as much time as he Well, he kills those kids right thinks. in the street when he gets the clothes. He rips out um, yeah. Bill Paxton's heart. No, no, no the other guy. Uh, uh, what is it here? It's uh, Brian Thompson. Oh, okay. The guy Stabs from, uh, well, I don't. Yeah. The guy from all those B-movies with... 
more notable action stars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Got it. But I mean, Arnold. Uh, how, oh no, how he dumb was uh, is the proprietor. He of was that Shao Kahn in the second Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. was which was terrible. I I just ignored it. I, I mean, the guy who owns the gun store watches Arnold load the gun, and only yeah. then does he say. You can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Then Arnold's like, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he wait that long? Like, a lot just of the shoot him and then grab any gun you want. <laughs> and also, the, what like, kind of shitty store owner is this that he just puts every fucking gun they have on the counter? Yeah. Like, why not one? And then, okay, give me that back. Put it back. And Here's another. Don't it's forget so the on. shotgun shells on the counter. Yeah, like, we go that into a shit's fucking supposed to be locked shop. up in a separate fucking cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well, the like, 15th yeah. time yeah. this has happened. Like, yeah. Well, we go into a music store, right? Scars on his stomach. Well, we got to do a background check on you in the robots. I'm from the future, so it has to be a four. Ground check. Yeah. That's a bad joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Okay, but to go back to these guns because that's a, that's a gripe I do have with the first one is foreground and the, check. That's so <laughs> stupid. Is the whole like it, it, any store you go into? And I was I was using the example of a music store. You, you take one guitar down. You can't like take a bunch of guitars down and put them all around you and and then you know which one is best they're 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 leering over you the second you touch the fucking thing even if it's like a 200 hundred dollar epiphone or something it's it, you know? yeah um yeah. and and the same thing in every store you go into particularly these days um but this guy's just dumping every fucking gun he has on the counter but it was the and 80s there's bullets too, right? on the counter like, nobody yeah. thought about that shit there was there you know what i mean nowadays you know, you can't even get to the guns and the ammo's all separate and all But it, I don't know, maybe back then they were just like, fuck it. Like, just try them out and, you know, shoot over there. Just, <laughs> yeah. All these holes if the you wall. need more ammo, it's right, right on the counter where I left it. Yeah, maybe back then it's like, I need a weapon. Well, here's nine. Yeah. And, uh, let me know if you like them or all of them. It's fine. And, yeah, I'll take them all. It's your Second Amendment right to have nine guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love the line. Any one of these, right after he does the Uzi 9mm. It's like uh, any one of these will be good for home protection. So which will it be? <laughs> All of them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't kill me. <laughs> Just like take the And gun. then he walks out of the store. This didn't actually, they didn't show it, but he walks out holding like 15 guns. <laughs> like what happened? He didn't like load up the car. He's just like everyone's staring at him. He's like, what? Oh yeah, that guy's, so, I think he had a heart attack. I don't know. He's, he's dead now. <laughs> By the way, free guns. <laughs> oh man! All right. Oh, how does does Kyle Reese even get a gun? Does he like yeah, he gets out, out of the cop car, the shotgun, and then he cuts the the handle right, off so he can right, right. put it under the trench coat and nobody... on a string. <laughs> yeah, and then as he's walking across the street, you can see the gun. So the shirtless man in a trench coat with a gun dangling oh, yeah. under his arm. Brand new Nike shoes, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, product placement. It's got to go somewhere, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. But yeah, it, uh, and he keeps the hobo pants as well. Just those stinky, piss-ridden oh, hobo pants. And he's in the store. Brand new Levi's. What are you fucking there? He is in a store at one point. Yeah, yeah I forgot beginning. about that. Yeah. And he's like, oh, these are fine. It's, the guy's been pissed in like 40 <laughs> times. Right? It's fucking mustard. Fucking... And can you just imagine when, oh. when, you know, when uh, Sarah has to, you know, go down on that poor 
That I miss that scene. It's, it's for procreation. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, yeah. right in the he mouth. needs to be warmed right up in the mouth of procreation. <laughs> well, yeah, how yeah, much yeah. Sex yeah. How much kind future, of foreplay yeah. are you really going to have when the future of humanity is at stake? He last time get he in and get out. Yeah. Last time he was banging a chick, he's like, "You're not a Terminator, are you?" Like, <laughs> to screen them. Now he's like, finally a real yeah. woman. I'm not going to wash myself for you. Well, well that's what it. that line is about. It's you know the the old ones looked plastic. You know they look like the sex dolls you know that's how the progression of the terminator works you start off with the blow-up terminator and then you go to the the, the uh, real doll looking terminator and then you, they like you, mold you, the <laughs> vagina or penis off of like a porn star or something is that what we're talking about there you go i think the piss pants can be explained by the fact that michael bean is a proponent of humanity so he's like well i'll wear the piss pants because you know some guy pissed in them and that's a human thing i don't know that's we might need the Probably not brand the new Levi's. We'll save those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's so few people in the future. It's been so long since he's smelled someone well, else's maybe, piss. Maybe he just, just wanted yeah. a pair just of... warms his heart. Just a pair of broken in <laughs> pants. Maybe like an old catcher's mitt. You know what I mean? Somebody warm for a while. There's no like crease line right down the front of it. Yeah, it reminds him of his childhood when he used to piss his pants. <laughs> Simpler time. What one the thing hell about, are we talking about Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one thing about T one that you'll notice is like there's no scenes of enjoyment. There's not really any scenes of people eating food except for when Sarah's having a tough time getting the orders together. There's no real moments I want to talk about relaxation um, or Yeah, no, other than the respite. The, yeah, the hotel scene. That's kind of the Yeah, and under the overpass, I guess. Yeah. Um, which is that the the source of the the name of your record? Well, no, I don't think. No, I just I think no. no. I don't know where I got it from. All right. <laughs> um, where are we here? I wanted to talk. Wh- why the fuck am I looking at Terminator Two? Um, I wanted to talk about Paul Winfield. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. I know who Paul Winfield is. This guy has been in every version of Star Trek. First of all, he's been in. Uh, he was in Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. He's the guy with the worm in his ear. Uh, uh, and then he's in. Um, what was he like? Because uh, uh, <laughs> uh, if I just did this, then they can't see that. Right, right. Um, and um, he's in. Uh, he's in a couple episodes of Next Generation, I think. And he's in. He's in so much fucking sci-fi he's in, um it, it blows my mind and uh he also narrated a great show on a called city confidential which was like you know uh look at this lovely town it's like a real estate agent taking you through this town and uh and then halfway through the show he he's like oh too bad there was a murder here nice <laughs> <laughs> but uh and his so his voice and his delivery is amazing he did a lot of voice work uh may he rest in peace um but I love this character in this film. Just perpetual cigarette out of the mouth. Just, uh, you know, absolutely the ornery lieutenant I want to see in every cop film. Mm-hmm. You know, I know it's a bit cliche, but uh, damn, I love this fucking guy. You know, I wanted him to make it. Yeah, I know. I was pretty upset, too. <clears throat> and same with Bishop from Aliens there. I didn't want him to die. Yeah, either. Lance Hendrickson, who was yeah. they, uh, Cameron had thought about for, Termi- for the Terminator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What uh, happens to the lieutenant? It's in the shootout at the cop station. Yeah, because he comes yeah. and he tells Sarah to stay there. He's got the mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you better put this down. Arnie shoots him? Yeah, for sure. I seem to remember him getting shot in the shin, although that might be the desk cop. I'm not sure. Well, doesn't the desk the, cop get a, a just car run over by a car <laughs> just after that? So that's the legendary secret uh, or legendary line, you know, I'll be back. Right. And right. then he, he comes well, back with a the... fucking car. 
Don't forget the face the guy makes when he looks up and sees the car coming. The most obvious, like, uh, nobody, <laughs> nobody can see me do it, but it's, uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, you, most, can, you can imagine his audition was like, yeah. Yeah. Like, just look surprised. <laughs> they auditioned 200 guys for that, and he was the best one. Oh, God. And the best uh, actor in an oh fuck sequence <laughs> goes to yeah. that guy. Yeah, I probably owed him a favor or something. He's like a cop that got James Cameron off a of DUI. He's like, just put me in the movie and we're good. <laughs> Guaranteed, something like that. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think yeah that... let's go favorite sequences. Sorry. Uh, well, Keep yeah, I, I was actually going to talk about my favorite sequences. I knew you were. That I'm same sorry. One. I just I, like cutting I, you off. I mean, I think um, uh, the... Um, yeah, the, the the police station scene in the, the first one is pretty pretty epic, pretty... Pretty nuts. Um, he's got all the guns he bought from the gun store. Yeah. <laughs> brings them all out, uh, and, it, and it's just um, you know, it, it, up until that point, um, you had hope that you know maybe they were gonna like shoot the Terminator in the head or something, and like okay, like good, movie's over. But like he just walks into a police station full of people <laughs> with guns and just kills everybody yeah like, yeah yeah it just just eliminates any hope that you that yeah. you had they're all and cops it, too like, yeah. he just kills every cop in the city pretty much yeah and it's so interesting because in a sec or sorry in a lesser filmmaker's hands that would have been the final sequence that would have been the crescendo of the film the big yeah. third act mm-hmm. but um cameron understood uh the importance of that one-on-one or technically kind of two-on-one showdown, but uh, with the Terminator having, and and also reaffirming that that Terminator will never stop, you know, mm-hmm. unless you completely destroy it. Um, I love I love that that huge action piece falls in the center of the film. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess more towards the end, but um, it's just a really nice, uh, really nice moment to have that in there that keeps the pacing up. It also... Um, like we were talking about, we were so sad when when Paul Winfield and Lance Hendrickson, uh, you know, kick it. Um, <laughs> bad choice of words, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, I, you get you get the emotional connection, and then you get the kill from that. So you get the payoff. You know, you you you've, you've drawn the audience in a little bit more. It's just uh, the. It's so good where it is in the film. You know, yeah. it it. it I'm so I, I I don't even know what to say. It's it's well, that's when people know so rewarding. As you said, that's when people know. Okay, there's no stopping it. They kill 17 cops. Yeah, and not even a scratch. And yeah. that's when people are like, <laughs> now I'm terrified of this fucking thing. Yeah, especially back then, no one had seen it before. Everyone at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And I, you're right. That scene being dead center of the movie is like. Okay, this thing's fucking serious, man. Yeah. Like, it's not just hit it with a bus and then run. Like, this is fucking... Did you see that? Yeah, it establishes its credentials as a killing machine, basically. Yeah. And, like, if it had been the final shootout and the film was a lot shorter... Like, I remember us talking about this in the past, like, say, Terminator, you know, he's killed after half an hour and everyone's like, oh, shit, that was close. Or, like, Independence Day, in the first ten minutes, the aliens just shoot every city and it's, like, over. <laughs> yeah, or like Happy Gilmore. It's like Happy, we remortgage your grandma's house. You don't have to golf. Oh, it's like oh, okay, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> My life's over now. So it definitely works to push the yeah, because you you have to have some human casualties mm-hmm. in a movie like this, or you know, people are going to be pretty upset. 
Oh, especially back then when, yeah. mo- when people have to were die like, or people are going to be fucking pissed. <laughs> and movies were like rated R back then. Nobody was afraid of that. Now mm-hmm. that people are afraid to make restricted movies. Yeah. Killing 17 cops now well, would never happen. Yeah, in a movie. exactly. There was it's Terminator toys. Yeah. yeah. You had Terminator toys as a child. For we all did. Film, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same with RoboCop. You know, there, there's a handful of them. And uh, it's, it's insane. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you see that now all the time. I mean, when they remade Die Hard and it was PG-13. Oh, I'm like, what the yeah. hell, man? Well, even Alien the new Terminators, so they all think are shit. Yeah. They're all, they're all PG-13 now, and there's no boobs. There's no you know, guts. Well, can't you have one boob? One boob I, I, or I one cuss you, word? I think, like, I don't think there's a nipple rule or yeah. something. I don't know. It's, so you can do some mean side boob action? Yeah, but, like, in the 80s, all the movies were violent and, and just better for that reason. Cause, and people were swearing. Nowadays, it's like, oh... That thing just killed everybody, but don't say fuck. Well, yeah, and that, <laughs> there, there's there's oh, something I wouldn't fudge. mind. Oh, <laughs> the robot. Did you see that us. freaking thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's something I wouldn't mind touching on if you guys don't mind, uh, you know, going off for a second. The um, my family always had kind of a. Uh, a, a thought process on a lot of these gory films and uh, and and swearing and nudity and so forth, where it, you know, particularly my mom would always make it a nothing thing. That was something that she, you know, told me later in life is that I would I would turn like you know anything that a, a kid or a a young man would be fixated with boobs, guns, violence. Um, I turned it in, you know, I tried to make it not a big deal. I didn't run over to the TV and, you know, stop yeah. it. I didn't expose you to it willingly, but if you were in that situation, I never made um, a big deal out of it uh, because it, it creates that fixation. And I feel like in our culture, because there is this movement where, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, don't show children, you know, a nipple or don't show children or a movie with someone saying the word fuck or shit in it. Um, those kids are actually seeking it out as opposed to, you know, uh, and in an unhealthy way, they're seeking it out as opposed to just, you know, okay, that guy said fuck. All right, whatever, you know, move on with my life. This strange, um, this strange, like, uh, uh, moral, um, uh, Kind of a, a, a like a, an approach to to morality that's like a you know akin to like the you know the the church's stance on like abstinence or something like don't have sex like you know they're they're yeah uh, it's like you telling me that is ha- making me want to you know sex. having having it cuss words now. and tits taken yeah. out of these movies it's not like you're you're solving the entire problem. They're seeing tits. Like, kids yeah. are saying shit. You yeah, and you're creating, you can't... you're creating desire by making it forbidden. Yeah. yeah. It's similar it's to, making like, it how France and Italy let teenagers drink wine, you know? Whereas mm-hmm. over here, when kids turn 18 or 19, they go and get really fucked up get and end up in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to do a bunch of ecstasy and get a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> I got an IV coming out of me, and my dad looks pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Really bad. If you had just given me uh, wine, Dad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this would have all been all right. But I guess kids now are getting a lot of the gore and swearing from like you know video games. games so. mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm always yeah, still be- surprised to to see that whenever I'm I'm playing a game and it, it's like somebody in the game says "fuck," like I'm 
Like yeah. I, I'm still taken aback because yeah. it's like, wow, you're you're allowed to do this. Let's... Yeah. And the other thing too is, I, I don't know, as I'm a proponent to the same extent of swearing uh, in in uh, video games because. Um, a lot of the times, I know that there's a cinematic element to it and so on, but I feel as though a lot of the times the worlds that they're they're building are not so grounded in the world that we're currently in or or based thereupon. Sometimes they're completely off. You know, your your people from the past fighting in space today in spaceships or something. You, you don't really need to. You you could speak the king's English. You could speak you know a, a made up language, and no one would really care. So. My my problem is I don't know as um, a, the same character choice, you know, or the same um, story choice can be made by just putting in the word fuck or ass or whatever. I, I don't know is is that really propels the story in the same way or changes the level of enjoyment to the game. Because at the end of the day, half the time I just press fucking X or whatever the button is that lets me go through those cutscenes and I play the game again. Um, and, I, you know... I think it's super important to have that in film I, because a lot of the times you need yeah you need a person to to lose it like in a situation where you have a a blue collar person um you know who cusses all the time it, it, you know it 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 makes that it gives that um that character a little bit more or a Conversely, I say, for example, someone who is very uh, like a preacher or something like that is very proper and and very soft spoken and kind to have them, uh, you know, something wrong, something very wrong happens and, and they're like, holy fuck, you know, uh, you realize the the uh, the gravitas of the situation. And, you know, I, I don't know as it applies the same way in games, but I still don't think even all that being said, I still don't think if if someone who is creating any form of art and it includes video games feels the need to have that in there. I don't think anyone should be it should have the right to say you got to take it out. Yeah. And I, and also, I you know, yeah, I think that putting a warning label, this has got swearing or boobs or whatever it is in it, it is fine. And then at that point. It's the parents' job, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same with with all of our families. You know, the age that they decided to show us films like Terminator, um, and and clearly the other messages that came out of that, they had to make that decision and they had to be responsible. And I just wonder if if the generation of kids growing up now are suffering from, you know, um, a lax in parenting more than a you know uh, a surplus of of you know, grotesque and, and vulgar content? That's an interesting question. I don't, I don't know. I, I Like, I still remember, you know, I, I, I've been watching uh, movies like this for a very long time. I mean, I probably saw Terminator uh, Terminator 1 or 2. I, th- I think I might have seen 2 first uh, when I was maybe like um, 6 years old. And I think around the same time was the first time I ever heard somebody my age swear and like the the weight of that, it's like yeah. they, we were playing tag, and uh, Alex Greenwood said shit when somebody was coming towards us, and it's uh, like realizing like they they have no power here, <laughs> like there are no parents around, there are no rules on on mm. me me uh, saying this or not saying this, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I think it it didn't um, 
it didn't have that much uh, of, a, of an effect whatsoever. The, the movies, uh, yeah, which is funny. That I had versus watched versus like we talked yeah, about the ridiculous. the Jurassic Park uh, nightmares that you had. There's no swearing in that film. There's no boobs in that film. There's, there's not fucking really robot, to, or no? There's film. sorry. There's animatronic and and puppet. Uh, raptors, but you know. Is there and swearing in T one? I'm trying to think of an example. Yeah, yeah. There, there is. There is. Oh wait, does yeah, yeah. The first, the Arnie scene. The guy says "fuck you, asshole," and then you're terminated, clothes. fucker. When she hits the button, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, okay. that's like the thing. Yeah, <laughs> we've been trying to get there. And under the overpass, when they agree they have to have sex, and Sarah says, "We should fuck now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always, I always thought that that line up. You know, come, come with me if you want to live was like C-U-M come, you know. Yeah. Come with me. <laughs> come with me if you want to live. Come in me if you want John to live. <laughs> All right, so favorite scenes, let me just say, mine would be the bar scene and then the attendant car chase, right? Because, mm. like, what I think is cool about that, not only Michael Bean getting up and, you know, shooting, and Sarah's like, how is that man possibly still alive? Well, because it's not a man. But I like how he's always doing something. You know, he's driving and explaining. It's a machine surrounded by living tissue. And then he's turning, you know, and then he's making tea. And he's always doing something. They get into the parking garage and he's ducking down. And also this, you know, he's never just explaining to her and they're chilling. He's doing something the whole time. He's like faxing and lighting a cigar. It's awesome. Because it makes it seem more desperate and frantic, right? Because he's yeah. like, it's. You know, it's not like 24 where it's like, we don't have time. But obviously, time is an issue. Yes. By the way, because you were just talking about his driving. That guy is a shitty driver. Like, in in that future sequence, (laughs) he's just just driving around and then he flips the car. It's like, this guy should be fucking dead. You shouldn't be coming back. John Connor should cease to exist. By the way, is this an anonymous American city? No, it's somewhere in California. I think it's supposed to be LA or something. Because the second one for sure is LA. Yeah, so it'll be. I that's, like that's that, where, that's uh, where future the fate of the world is decided yeah, it's in the LA. West Coast. It's always in it's LA. The, yeah. the bar she picks uh, to go to in, in the movie is like the only dystopian robot future theme <laughs> bar in LA. <laughs> like, where should you be? Technoir. You know that that's yeah, she, no 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 future robots. Yeah, she asks her sure. roommate, "Should I go yeah. to the friendly Irish pub with the nice bartender, or should I go to the one Neo goes to in the Matrix?" <laughs> I go to the gothic punk. Bar. Yeah, and and the fact that they're blurring that uh, burning in the third degree. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Uh, favorite scene. Music symbolism. Yeah, yeah Dave. Favorite I am scene. gonna go with um, when Ginger's making the sandwich, and then Terminator shows up and kills Matt in the bedroom. Yeah, and then <laughs> and no, just, this yeah, is wicked, yeah. and she's got the headphones on like a fucking idiot. <laughs> but then like, and then the iguana first shows up and like scares her, and she's like, "Oh god, I thought you were a big fucking robot." <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And then fucking she turns around and he's right there and he just fucking unloads on her. And she's running away, turns around, hits her in the fucking kidneys. And I'm like, whoa. And then she's still alive. And then I guess I think he just unloads right in her face. That sounds. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean that. And then he looks at the fucking answering machine, and Sarah Connor fucking rats herself out. Yeah, if he would have been done, he would have thought she was fucking dead. Yeah, yes. he would have moved on to the next. Right? Sarah he would have just jumped off like the San Francisco Bridge or some shit. Right. Just but that. that <laughs> yeah. Was what my... does the Terminator do after he completes his mission? Just uh, chill out. I don't know. Probably. Yeah, he's powered down. He just sits on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> some guy comes. Is this? Does 
the 2B come by here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck's wrong with this guy? Yeah, but no, that's my favorite. Yeah, something about the way she's making the sandwich and the way she's... You know, she's listening to something. And, and what is it? She has no idea that Madonna? Matt's being murdered. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think in, Madonna's on that in soundtrack. In the next room, and then uh, and then he goes and and just fucking destroys her. I love that scene. It's a it's a scene that really um you know really kind of um it's, it's a very uh, a very like horror sort of a, a slasher movie esque kind of a trope. Totally. That, that uh, and I I think there's a lot of that in in the movie. Um, that's really. Uh, I don't know. Really, really interesting. Like the the way that she's, you know, she's seeing these news reports of other Sarah Connors being murdered. Like all of this, you know, this this foreshadowing that we already know as the audience, but now it's slowly making the characters aware. And you know, you're you're screaming at the TV like, just it's you. You're the one. It's the, right. the robot's going for you. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the TV. It's definitely got a horror vibe. I mean, the industrial soundtrack. The fact that almost no scenes are in daylight, and mm-hmm. like what you said, the slasher deal. Yeah. I do like that she rats herself out. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're dead, pick up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm at a bar and I'm nervous because a robot's coming to kill me. And then the robot's like, she's at a bar. I'll go there and kill her. Who did I just kill? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Cops a field loose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so I, I... What's your favorite scene? Did you oh, Do say? I have to do this? Well, we all... All of us did. Okay. You don't have to, no, I don't have to do anything. I don't want to do. This is my fucking show. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. I I I love this fucking movie, man. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, um, I I have very fun. Yeah, I have very fond memories of. Um, oh, I thought you were doing boobs. I thought you were. No, yeah. I, I, I moved I'm going to do my favorite scene. Is 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 Linda Hamilton's side boob? That's my oh. favorite scene <laughs> because it's the first first breast that I got to see and on screen a as a child. Breast. It's, wonderful it's, uh, wonderful breast um and i like that they're you know they're making uh bombs in the kitchen before yeah. just you know this out of shit from canadian tire yeah, yeah <laughs> <'cause>... <laughs> that's weird <laughs> this episode brought to you by canadian tire yeah. by I like shit canadian, canadian i like that there's a canadian tire in la it'd be great if that was in <laughs> And it's just not explained. Like a shopper's drug mart yeah. in Harold and Kumar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like it because it's this... I could just see it being, you know, the post-apocalyptic, um, just normal family situation. Like, you get up in the morning for work and your wife's making bombs in the kitchen. You know, like, hey, honey, what do you want for breakfast? You know, I... I yeah. There's there's something, you know, um, besides, besides the boobs, I love that scene. I also love the, the cop shootout, like Devin was saying. Um, and I love, uh, the, the kind of back and forth that Sarah does in that scene. And, and then, uh, you know, that the only thing that I kind of dislike about that scene is that it makes it a little too romance novelly, you know, if you will, just, you know, he, he comes to the door for her and she's like, Reese, you right. know, just so, you know, I, I, I like it, and I know that it, it, you know women probably fucking love that moment. But right. um, is it not enough that he could just come in and be like, "Let's let's go," mm-hmm. you know? Like, do you really have to have you know? There's a shootout going on, and you have to have a celebratory moment. You found me. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's probably the first time she got laid too, right? So she's like obviously really clingy. Yeah, right? and then like one. Had, they session hadn't done it yet, had they? I don't, I don't remember, but one no. session and she's fucking pregnant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? yeah that's, this is her. That first, guy is potent. This is probably the first yeah. time she's had sex, and she kind of knew it. She's like, 
I'm gonna fuck this dude, like for sure. Yeah. And then that's him and his smelly pants. (laughs) Nobody can see me, but I'm grabbing Danny as if I were Linda Hamilton. And oh, Reese, feels good. But uh, (laughs) so that sex scene, obviously, it's supposed to be like, uh, like Devin was saying earlier, if it should just be like no business procreation sex, that she should just be. No, I love it. I love it being Reese uh, because Reese is in love with her. Important. Yeah, and he's learning. He's not experienced at. At, at fucking right so you she's know? being sensual right she's dragging her tits across his torso yeah. which i remember vividly <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's clear that she enjoys it right and i mean all science fiction people think well dumb people not us think it's about technology it's not it's about the human reaction to technology and that's showing you there a human moment in the face of this oh by the way technology is going to kill us so, yeah, I think it's a cool scene. It's pretty sensual, and it's when most people saw their first tits. Mm. Let's uh, let's just talk about the end sequence real quick, and then we'll we'll wrap up. We'll take a little break because uh, we should be getting on to Terminator 2, or else we're going to be here for two days just talking yeah. about this movie and Linda, Linda Hamilton's boobs. Oh, God. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> uh, the, I like how simple this scene is. I don't know about you guys. I like it being... You know the the truck exploding and 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 the the, the Terminator limping after, uh, you know Sarah. I I think it's it's so good that again it's just this this it, even though this this robot is uh, or cyborg is uh, you know just basically useless or near being useless. It's just to the last moment it's going to come after her. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I I absolutely love that. I. It you know it puts the tension on another level at the end uh, with that one on one sequence with her and the Terminator because you know yes Reese comes back into it and whatnot but it, it doesn't it doesn't matter and I and I love that there's so many close up shots of of Sarah in that scene is constantly cutting between this menacing Terminator limping towards her and then just her reaction shots and uh, you know all the vulnerability that we saw in the early part of the film has washed away and become almost frustration. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This thing's still alive. You know, uh, really cool. Uh, you know, anyone jump in whenever you yeah, want. Well, Holy like, fuck. Ironically, <laughs> it, the fucking Terminator looks vulnerable now because it's lost its human yeah, yeah, sheath, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. It burned and it now it's all hope like, that you can yeah, kill now you're equal. Right. Now you yeah. know that you can kill this thing. As if it's you were limping, like, so you it's don't damaged. Know. Yeah. It's ready to go. You don't know how she's going to do it, but you get the sense yeah. at this point in the movie, well, I yeah. think maybe Sarah's, this could be done. Yeah, yeah. Sarah's and got the does, upper What hand. is it? She, it's a crushing machine of some yeah, kind. Yeah, it's a press. Yeah. yeah. It's a uh, whatever. Whatever they use it for pressing things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hydraulic. Yeah. I think it's for pancakes. It's industrial panini And then the expedition. <laughs> yeah, the expedition in there when she fucking hits the button by accident. And then the Terminator's like, oh, she's over there. Did you hear that? Right? <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, she crawls through it. And- yeah. It's a pressing plant. It's like, what do you guys press there? What do you mean? <laughs> we just, we just, we just press anything we just- you want. Hey, man, I just press the button. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Things come through here. They get flat. That's <laughs> and then, of course, the ending there when they, they zip up the body bag. And that's like the sad, you know, yeah. shit. And then. You can just see it in her eyes, like she's totally gonna start fucking killing people. Yeah. Like, yes. And and I I love the gas station scene with the German Shepherd, right? Because right. it goes back to them having the dogs. Because he tells her that the you know yeah. they this dogs can smell the Terminators. That's why, that's why we keep them because yeah. they bark at the Terminators. Um, just so cool. 
Um, and that's also, you know, I, I'm a dog guy. That's a really good looking yeah. shepherd. In all seriousness, it's a, you know, <laughs> too bad it's I'm like, long I won't... dead like 30 years ago. That dog died. <laughs> yeah, that's really sad to think about. But yeah, best dog in a film in 1984. Yeah, I think won the Oscar. Um, does she talk to a kid at the end of T1? Does yeah, she... he takes the picture of her. Right. That yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that the, Kyle the... later gets. Yeah. 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 Or at the beginning gets. She's got like a brand new fucking Jeep and she's got no job. Right. Yeah. And so she's driving on Yeah, she totally the... stole that. Oh. She carjacked someone. It's fucking sure. LA. Back okay. then you could just hallway or anything. Now it's all a computer. If I remember the story is kind of forbidding and she looks pretty fucking worried. It's like the coming storm, obviously. And then she drives yeah. which we then find out she drives to Enrique's in Terminator Two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She's going to Mexico. And she trains there for a while and then somehow ends up in the mental Oh, yeah. she tries but to we, we won't get into right. that, but now Yeah, so in any case the movie back... ends and presumably that's when Cyberdyne is going to find right. And the arm. I I like just oh, just going the, uh, reverse engineering. Yep. Going yeah. through it in my the head microchip. here. I I just um just had a thought about why uh, uh I I personally um think that the first movie is is uh, a lot stronger than the second. Just thinking about all of these uh, these scenes that we've been talking about, they don't they don't make light of this situation once you know even in the the hotel scene like you were saying like you know reese is is still he's he's focused on something else all the time and it's a good point and there's no there's no um the only comic relief comes from the the um uh roommate i guess and the police yeah, uh, and uh, when Matt's on the phone having phone sex with the wrong girl and, or whatever, yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's so which it's is very so much minor. like a horror scene again, like Devin uh, was saying. It earlier. doesn't involve any of the main characters. It's it's bit parts that you know are going to die anyways. So mm. you know, but no no main character in this movie makes light of the situation whatsoever. Nobody who knows what's going on. Um, ha- has a has a moment where they're thinking about anything other than than the robot that's going to kill us. Yeah. Um. And and I love that it keeps the tension up so much. Like yeah, that, that's that, true. Um. And you're 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 thinking furlong in the second one, right? Just yucking it up all the time. That and the Terminator being like like you know, there's the the fake you know, smiling and all that stuff and the in the. Yeah. What do you call it? Director's cut. There's all kinds of stupid jokes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In any case, and just devolving into those quips. Those, yeah, yeah. yeah. A rough day because you know. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And it like the movie is really single minded. It has a single mindedness of Chill purpose, out. which gives Short it a narrative <laughs> thrust. That oh, absolutely. The second one sort of lacks. So, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna take a break for a minute, and then we'll come back and get into T2. All right. Hey, everyone, don't forget to email me when you hear a train in an episode just like this one. Send your emails to trains at moviesareinmylife.com and uh, get entered uh, to possibly win something from me on my birthday. Let me buy you something for my birthday, Uh, something cool movie-related. We haven't exactly figured it out. As it gets closer to the date, uh, we'll decide and and uh you know make it common knowledge so we're not cheating you or anything it'll be cool i promise you it'll be cool um but yeah let me buy you something for my birthday okay t2 t2 we're all supposed to say that (laughs) t2 t2 terminator the second Judgment Day. Judgment. <laughs> the there's day one thing of I learned, judgment. One thing I learned from Terminator 2, it's that there's no E in judgment. 
I did that misspelling for years. Yeah. yeah. Then I saw like the VHS cover and I was like, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, let's 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 do some stats right off the top. Uh hundred and two million dollars the budget of this film. Wow. Yeah. So substantially more than the six point four that they put in on the uh on the 1984 that, that was all just for t1000 yeah now that being said this came out in 1991 pretty spaced out sequel um but they grossed uh basically 520 million dollars worldwide uh just a little shy of that uh 519.8 million dollars worldwide um that's not adjusted too eh? that's massive yeah that's... it remains tristar's highest grossing picture 24 years later yeah that's crazy tristar's still a company i don't even know maybe it's like like orion. Orion. maybe it's gone from orion like the first one they went out of business yeah. Yeah. they're long like, gone how, how do we top terminator fuck it like, close the doors <laughs> um imdb 8.5 so this is higher uh the viewer rating is higher than that of terminator uh, Metacritic has it at 75, which is lower than their score for Terminator. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it at 93, which, you know, if you're going to eh, eh, 100% for the first one. So you're not going to, you, you can't do better than 100%. So I, I, this movie is scored higher than a lot of films on Rotten Tomatoes. So um, it's, it's clearly a, an amazing film. Um, where are we here? Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we've talked about it before. Like, the ideal sequel for me is one where you've set up the world in the first film. And then, so you already know the rules of the universe that you're you're going into. And now it's just an opportunity to have fun and do all the crazy shit you wanted to do. And the first thing that comes to mind uh, for that is um, is the, the T-1000. Um because that was originally the concept for the second Terminator in the, or maybe the first, the the Terminator in the first one, uh, was was the liquid metal um, Terminator, and they couldn't pull it off. Um, so once you know technology got to the point where they could make this happen, you know James Cameron goes, okay, let's well, do another why they Terminator. They waited, you know, seven years to do yeah, it. Yeah, which right? is really cool. And Robert Patrick is amazing oh, in this role. Yeah. I don't yeah. even think he says anything except he's a good-looking boy. Can I keep this picture? That's the last thing I remember him saying. And, have um, you seen this boy? Yeah, girls, have you seen Again, this boy? Yeah. Right. Yeah, he um, apparently modeled his movements after a bald eagle, like the awkward <laughs> head movements. I mean, but like his machine-like movements have yet to be surpassed. Although I saw a movie last year, Ex Machina or Ex Machina. Yeah, Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah. Fan- Alicia fantastic. Vikander. Yeah, she yeah, came yeah. Close She's... to that machine-like movement. But yeah, not as but good as Robert Patrick. Well, the thing with that that movie is you, you they uh, they still needed to up the sexual attraction a mm-hmm. little bit. So you know, I think a little more fluid movement was required. You know. Yeah. Good point. Um, yeah, because you, you you don't get boners for robots traditionally but i mean Speak the general consensus <laughs> general consensus seems to be that t2 is the better movie like, yeah you I got were looking some at some ideas. stats yeah so indiewire survey it was all film critics who participated in this poll was 52.5 percent for t2 but then a GameSpot poll just fans 67 percent t2 and then the imdb poll is 72 percent for t2 so yeah the more you get into casual fan territory the more people vote for t2 Interesting. Film critics tend to defend the original Terminator. So do you think that that's an element of nostalgia? 
that's going into it. They're remembering it from their childhood and 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 the fun and the, the big, roller coaster there, ride. There was so much going on, yeah. and for people our age at the time, especially like that was so much shit happening. Yeah, like the aqueduct chase with the the truck and the bike and oh, just nonstop. Amazing. So like. At least I would think that people at our age are making up these stats, or the majority of the I think so, stats, yeah. and it's people just going. I remember that was the greatest roller coaster ride of my entire life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The T yeah. two Judgment Day pinball machine, which I've lost a lot of quarters on over you know my childhood. Yeah, and the marketing, the Guns and Roses video. But while we're on the marketing, they <laughs> fucked this movie so bad in the marketing because the opening sequence of the film. Like, Arnold comes back, he acquires the clothes, he does everything, and you see uh, um, him kind of... You assume, from watching that film, if you haven't seen any of the trailers, that he again is the villain. Mm-hmm. They've yeah, sent him the back. Idea. Yeah, and and Robert Patrick is the good guy. And it, you know, or at least, you know, and maybe a shadier good guy, mind you, but at least that he's sent... You, you don't know. The thing is, you don't know. There's an ambiguity to that. And the problem is, in the trailers, they clearly show that Arnie is the good guy and ruin no, that No, the original moment. teasers, they never did. Yeah, they no. did. The original the TV teasers? Trailers? The, I don't know about the TV trailer, but the teasers, they yeah. never... Well, I don't even think they mentioned the second Terminator. Yeah, I think I'm with Dave on this until one. Until... I remember the trailer being... The movie was out. The no, but the, yeah, the, the TV trailer... The um, being made. It was just a bunch of Arnie's on Yeah, there line. was stuff... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't... I think maybe once the film was already in the theaters and they beefed up their ad campaign, but I, I'm pretty sure they did not want you to know he was good right. until the movie was in the theater. Which it's plays so well. Yeah. The first yeah. film's villain becoming the second villain. This yeah. film's hero <laughs> is an amazing idea. I can't yeah. remember... Any other time that's happened, I'm sure it has. Well, sense. he wouldn't have done it if he had to play the bad guy again. Like, right. we, we are all aware of this. Yeah. He refused to do it, and then the script was written once he said, I'm only doing it if I'm good. Yeah. He, he didn't want to be a bad guy anymore. He was, uh, like, you know, sick of it. He wanted to be known as the predator hero and the commando, and mm. he didn't want to be the asshole. Yeah, he <laughs> wanted to be the governor. Pretty much. <laughs> he didn't play another bad guy until that Batman movie, which was so bad. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Erased from uh, collective consciousness. So it's like he didn't play one anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He was oh. paid $15 million for this movie and then given a $14 million plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in the notes here. The producer of the yeah. film gave him a $14 slightly used plane. <laughs> well, they, by slightly used, I mean they landed it close to his house. Like, yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. Just for convenience. <laughs> Hey, Arnie, uh, can you even fly? No. <laughs> yeah, but he can do anything he wants. He wants to be the governor. He's going to be the governor, right? He, the guy, you know, you can't fly this. Oh, fuck off. I'll figure this shit out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no training, just fucking right into it. It's yeah. almost impossible to succeed more as an American, as an immigrant to America than Arnold Schwarzenegger did, right? Yeah. You can't, yeah. Yeah. You you can't can. be president. The highest office you can attain is the all, one he All attained. you had to do was lift a bunch of fucking weights and win those, like, look how great I am, Mr. Universe shit, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And then anything he wanted to do he just did it well yeah imagine that guy comes to your front door though knocks on the door and opens it up and uh, you open it up and you see him standing there and he's like i'm your next governor you're like yes sir you're like uh <laughs> sure do you want a fucking airplane too like <laughs> he held the entire state for hostage yeah. he went to everybody's front door <laughs> he went yeah. to james cameron and said i'm in a, you're your uh your fucking terminator so don't even think about stallone and it's hilarious because he's always been a robotic actor. That's why he was cast in T1, right? Mm-hmm. But like, 
Well, and his the second English one, was wasn't very good. He didn't fucking speak a lot, and they're like, "You only have to say four things." Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so in the he, second movie, you say the and same. And you'll give me fifteen yeah. million dollars. <laughs> exactly. A lot of people think he has a lot more dialogue in Judgment Day. He doesn't. He no, doesn't. Seven hundred words or something. Yeah, seven hundred and fifty yeah. words. I think. Yeah. The most he talks is in the car with Sarah and John, and apparently he was reading that off the passenger window. <laughs> he's driving, he's looking at John, but really he's reading his part. Yeah. <laughs> Skynet has a plan to flip the page. Yes. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, he's reading it off. He's like, Skynet has a plan to pause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Interior yeah. shot of vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Frustrated. <laughs> oh, man. So, John Connor, he's a, he's a shitty kid uh, with his shitty adopted parents. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's stealing money out of banks with tricks that his mom taught him. With his Game Boy or whatever, like you already said. Atari <laughs> handheld computer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And somehow and, um, Sarah Connor knows how to use a fucking Atari. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, who cares? Let's go But on. in any case, yeah. Um, the the soundtrack, which you already alluded to off air a little bit, Danny. That That's also... Uh, this movie made it kind of a staple of, of Arnie in the 90s to have these kind of um, heavy metal... Uh, loud rock and roll tracks. You know, it comes. Last Action Hero comes to mind, which uh, uh, I realize is kind of a satirical look at his um, his career up until that point, per se. But um, it, it shows how much you know that kind of music in that time is just ingrained into the film. And I think all the nostalgia that we're talking about that you know when you say our our generation has, has voted up a lot of these films some of it is you know uh peripherally our love for like gnr and shit mm-hmm. like that which is so interesting <clears throat> because you go back and you look at the film there's a handful of problems uh the well the, the, there's a handful of amazing things i don't i, I don't want to go too far off but one of the big problems i have is when they first show up uh for sarah and Sarah's decided, you know, she hasn't seen her son for however many months, and she's been good because obviously she had previously been terrible. And um, she decides that this day, this particular day, which is absolutely super convenient, like I'm going to make my escape. Because if, and if she didn't, then you know the T1000 would just walked in there. Hi, Sarah. Boom, and that's it. Mm-hmm. You're fucking dead. And then she, he would get in the cell and chill out until Arnie did show up, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's just you know. Um, by some divine uh, intervention, she was, you know, given the thought that I need to break out today because I, I just no, no. had it I enough. Had a, what happened was she they didn't even acknowledge her wanting to leave, but then they showed up and they said, this is the guy that killed the cops. They just found him in the fucking mall. We know who you know who he is. Yeah, so that's, that's when she that's takes what, the paper clip. That's uh, when she decides she's going to break yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. she wouldn't have done yes. it. She wanted to see this, the her kid. Yeah, but as soon as she found out there was a Terminator in fucking L.A., she's like, "Okay, I'm going to leave today." Right. So that's I what stand happened. Correct. Because I remember oh, wow. the pictures, and the, you remember that one line, like, "We know, you know this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. And then she grabs the paper clip, and then she's just like, "I'm going to behave till that guy licks me," which is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> and then she she just leaves. Yeah. And I love that she gets her uh, revenge on that guy by just taking out his fucking knee. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember like fist pumping that with moment. the broken broom handle. Broken broom yeah, handle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. notices it. Is it him? 
He's yeah. like, hey, the broom handle's broken. And like, a I wonder if later. Linda Hamilton's <laughs> trying to escape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I think um, uh, uh, knowing that explanation of it makes makes yeah. uh, a lot more sense. But, That's great. But yeah. I was just gonna say uh, this could even uh, accidentally be be another like foray into into time travel science and the idea that that this uh, this sequence of events has to happen and somebody coming back in time cannot possibly change. Um, something so integral to the to the way that uh, that the timeline. I see what you're uh, saying. Continued. So even if she so, hadn't have seen that, so T1, it's a, it's yeah, T one thousand couldn't couldn't have killed her at this moment, just based on. Again, it's it's probably based on the future incidental. present they've sent him back from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 right. No, that's that's really good. I I I, I hadn't you up o- on yeah that, you though. overlook yeah, yeah. that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're absolutely right. It does put a whole new context on it. Um, and for a movie I've seen 400 fucking times, I, yeah, it's pretty I embarrassing. That, uh... You know, I remember those scenes, but I, I always forget that they're in the context of yeah, the Terminator. Yeah, because it cuts back. back to them at the arcade. There's a lot going on. Those scenes are spaced out so much yeah. over like a half hour or something like that. Yeah. So you're not going to remember five minutes ago, in theory, they showed her the photos. Well, I should right? remember. And then it probably but... <laughs> goes over to them at the arcade and then goes back to her and you're like, oh, I forgot that. They just told her that motherfucker's in town, and he's probably going to kill her, mm. yeah. or John, or whatever. Yeah, I also don't like in films when they do the um, like the car won't start until the very last second, <laughs> or in this case, the bike won't start until the very last second. That always gets on my nerves. Um, just once, I'd like for the bike not to start mm. and just. You but know. also, they were fixing the bike before they left. Yeah, remember right. the bike was already broken uh, down. Yeah, and I remember he's like revving it when Todd's like, eh, "No, to I know they're, they put she's it in perfect mother, context." Todd. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's not my mother. Nineties thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, when I was a kid, uh, Edward Furlong in T two was older than me, and I looked up to him. I was like, "Wow, what a cool kid with a cool haircut!" And now I just think he's a bratty little cunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. A lot of people have that complaint. Because in T1, John Connor's like this symbol of hope. And you yeah. see him. And in T2, he's just this dick. Well, he mm. thinks his mother's a lunatic. And right. then, yeah. you know, Todd and Janelle are just, you know, 90s parents that don't have a fucking clue what's going on, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Instead of going easy on him, like, yeah, his mother got shot and she's in Pescadero or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, let's just give him a hard time and <laughs> fucking pretend that we're his actual parents, even though we've only known him for probably six months. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> I really like the way that the Terminator, uh, Arnold's Terminator, finds out that the parents have been killed. It's like, what's the name of your dog? Oh, yeah, Fluffy. Yeah. And like, how's Spot Wolfie's, or whatever? Wolfie. No, Wolfie's the fake yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The do- yeah. What, uh, Max. It, the yeah. dog's name is Max. Yeah. And, and he, now, is Max Wolfie's the shepherd fine, from the first film again? Or <laughs> and then or he just they hangs just up the phone. shepherds around? And dead panning is great. He hangs up the phone. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> you know, and John Garrett's just like, Whatever. All right, All right sweet. Let's go I get my room on now. A microphone. <laughs> actually, I like Janelle though. She's she's yeah. Vaz, Vazquez from Aliens, actually. Right, the short haired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's she's a good actress, and nobody else gave her hope but James Cameron, I guess. But you know, she yeah. Well, she cool. has a bra sh- uh, chain of bra stores now. I think, right? Really? Yeah. So I did not uh, know that trivia. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I, I just like the the blade through Todd's face. <laughs> yeah. with the milk carton. The milk carton. Like, come on. <laughs> Like, yeah. But it even pisses off the liquid metal robot. Like, yeah. you're drinking it out of the cart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get a glass. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. Janelle told you not to do that. Yeah. 
<laughs> you're fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. I actually read the book ages ago, and in the book, uh, they find her body on the toilet, actually. So mm. in case anyone was wondering, she does, in the novel, she's dead. We, we, we know she's obviously dead, but she dies in the bathroom, bull drying her hair or some shit like that. Mm. And then they, they go into that. But in the movie, there was just a waste of time for them to go through, I guess. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pointless trivia, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I, I just threw out that that Vasquez owns bra shops. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, you can't. I can't yeah. criticize you for that. Also, the whole like the, the opening to the sequence is me making an ass of myself now, Dave. So don't worry about it. You will hear nothing critical from me the remainder of the uh, episode. Um, <clears throat> where are we here? When, uh, the the scene uh, that converges on the. Um, you know, uh, on the the asylum, whatever it is, kind of the, the prison, I don't know. Pescadero? Is that what it is? Yeah, that's the mental institute, whatever. I think it's right. called Pescadero, something like that. In any case, um, I I love that. That's the second time that, uh, you know, you get that reaffirmation of, of John Connor trying to, you know, even though he's a shitty kid, trying to introduce uh, the Terminator into kind of the rules of society you just can't go around killing people and you know um so you get the first scene with him beating up those guys and then when he goes up to the uh the booth and he shoots the the security guard in the the knees and he's like he'll live yeah Yeah. what if he doesn't yeah Yeah, i know what if no one finds him yeah Yeah. it's a main artery he's down there like are you sure Right. I guess he's a fucking doctor too. Then. <laughs> well, he, you know, is. I'm he assuming has uh, detailed is. files actually in yeah. his Austrian voice. He has detailed files. So. Yeah. I have. I think he says it about seven times. Read lines. Movie, so. detailed, I have files. detailed files. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a great uh, uh, scene in a recent Rick and Morty episode where um, uh, the sister gets uh, stuck in um, uh, uh, Rick's like space car or whatever, and he gives it an order to protect her. I saw that. Yeah, and that uh, it's it just starts by killing everybody, <laughs> and then she says like, "No, no, no, don't kill them." Uh, and so then it starts firing a pinpoint laser into their spines, <laughs> and just paralyzing everybody. Yeah. And I'm just thinking That's about that, like, like, like John Connor telling the Terminator, like, don't kill anybody. And he just starts picking people up and just snapping their spines at the waist. Yeah. <laughs> They're not dead. Everyone in LA is just in a wheelchair. Like, oh, man, that's awful. That's terrible. All of the workers in this, this right. insane asylum just rolling around the hallways in wheelchairs now. Every yeah, single fucking... one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? happened well some silent guy came by and some shit went down and, and now i'm in this dude chair came out of the fucking floor and then everything everyone's paralyzed which is the scene i wanted to talk about yeah dude, i don't know what happened fucking and that, that guy can't see either well, i got one eye and i'm paralyzed yeah oh, man. that that scene is sweet when when that cop goes to get the coffee <clears throat> and he gets the cup and he's like hey i got a, got a winner or whatever he turns around and and uh, the T one thousand there, and uh, it puts that that needle point yeah. finger through his eye, mm-hmm. and just and that sound that he makes. Oh, 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 oh. Yes, first he stares at himself. And he's like, "What? Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck hired this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, oh, why yeah, you're a, quite handsome? It's a fucking robot, right? All right, should have seen that coming. All right. Now, um, I I like that scene, and I like the uh, the term. Uh, sorry that. Yeah, the T-1000 then takes the approach. He's just killed that one guy, and he could clearly just 
uh, you know, just the same way that Arnold could just sweep through that facility and just kill everything that moves. Um, but he chooses a more methodical approach to leave less it of didn't a work fingerprint. Last time. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, and and that's that's so cool that you know he he they it it it's the counterpoint to Arnold's learning. It's it's the machines as a whole learning. Mm-hmm. You know, we've sent these. Yeah, it's a strategic approach because yeah. you try something new. Last time we just shot everybody and, you know, then I had a limp and then I got crushed in that press we were talking about. So <laughs> we don't want that to happen again. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, realistically, and I know that's a dumb word to use with Judgment Day, right? Like, <laughs> the T-1000 should be winning in every situation. Yeah. yeah. Because you've got this T-800. It's a, it's a it's inferior heavy. model, right? It's like yeah. XP versus whatever the hell it came yeah, out. Yeah, and it's super heavy <laughs> like Dave. Yeah, yeah, I think XP would be Vista in a fight. I don't know. It's yeah. just a guess. But, but I like how yeah. Retroactively almost humanizes Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator because he's shittier. (laughs) Yeah. He's not as good as... uh, He's pretty good in the car chase. Mm -hmm. Sorry, the truck. And the good thing about Arnie, though, is his shotgun never needs to be reloaded. Instead of holding (laughs) two shells, which it's supposed to, I think it holds about 16. Yeah. But I love that. Thank God for that. (laughs) I love that sweeping thing he does with it. Yeah, the roundhouse load. Oh, my God. That's so cool. Do you know how many people have probably practiced that? that? (laughs) I want to do that now. Let's go buy some guns and just (laughs) fucking flip them around. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the stunt double in the aqueduct scene? That's so funny. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. When he jumps Who's off. the same guy? Oh my as god! Always. It just—it doesn't look anything like him. It's like Ross from Friends on a fucking motorcycle. It's hilarious, man. Oh god! And then the uh, John Connor stunt double is just some fucking like regular guy with a mushroom cut, and the hair color is not even the same. Yeah, yeah. It's, wicked. it's not as good as the wax doll of John Travolta from <laughs> Broken Arrow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's okay. It's pretty good. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, that aqueduct scene was it was you know good other than all the mistakes where the the windshield falls out twice. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, there's yeah, tons yeah. of little mistakes like that. But it, there's so much shit going on. You're just like whatever. Just I don't care. I know. Just don't ruin yeah. it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, yeah, the- I still don't understand though. At the end, when the truck, you know, is is it demobilizes itself. Why does it blow up? You hear that that sound as if it got shot. Mm-hmm. No, doesn't he shoot the uh, the the um, fuel trail? No, is this the liquid I, they don't nitrogen show that. truck? No, no, no. This is the uh, the uh, no, because that one rolls over. Just the the flat faced freight liner there. Yeah, behind. it's the so cab it, over. It, it drives sad into that the I know bridge that term. because they shoot the tires and he can't control. It goes into the bridge and then it kind of falls and then you hear like a pew. And it blows up. Is mm-hmm. it just a regular spark, or did did yeah? There what was happened? there was a spark. I remember clearly that there was a spark. I don't remember the origin. And the thing is, with those with those kinds of trucks in particular, like with a cab over, the engine is yeah. under you, so mm-hmm. you you have that. They, if they go up, you go up. Yeah, like that's you're why done. They stopped doing it. The engine fires were just toasting everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a brilliant touch that. Um, they're waiting and waiting, and out of the cloud comes a fucking tire on fire. Yeah. You know, which is sort of foreshadowing <laughs> the relentless forward movement of the T-1000. It's mm-hmm. like the tire's angry or something. Yeah, it just starts rolling on its own. Yeah. I didn't have it like that movie Rubber. Have you seen that? I love that movie it's, about the tire. That... I think it's the same tire. It must have hired, <laughs> it must have hired the right, same tire. the tire, tire keeps that going. That one moves on its <laughs> yeah. own, so let's get that one. Yeah. Okay, and he'll do it for, like, peanuts, so let's just let's do that. Perfect casting. Perfect yeah. casting. Anything else about the aqueduct? That's that's one of the most epic chases oh, in, yeah. in the nineties. I think yeah. it's really probably like, the best. and just like shooting the shooting the chains off the yeah. fences and the yeah. up and down, like the level changes. Yeah. The, 
like the crane shots and, and, and sounds. Arnie's, Arnie's now upgraded from a sport bike, which yeah. in the eighties to like a Harley, which suits him as a big man, right? Because the original, I don't know if you recall the bike in the first one, it didn't yeah. really suit him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It was probably the closest one. Right, grabbed it. but this bike he's riding. In yeah, the I barely even remember it's that. It's an authentic bike. Hell's Angels, but he took it from the guy at the restaurant, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Because he forgot to say please. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, well you're gonna fucking die now. So. Right, he puts the cigarette out on Arnie's pectoral, and like, then he that's throws him onto the gas stove. Yeah, flat top that escalated <laughs> quickly, rather quickly. Like, Holy fuck, dude! Oh. Yeah, the guy's on the flat top trying to put his hand anywhere, and he's like, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and then the other guy, he grabs his knife and just pins him to the table. Yeah, that's like wicked. Because what do you do you're like um and there's probably no fucking ambulance anywhere near that bar it was like no. saloon and like you know <laughs> tumbleweeds fucking yeah. you know what i mean holy fuck that was cool i got off i love too when uh when he he gets onto the bike and the owner of the bar comes out with the shotgun and says i can't let you take the man's bike son mm-hmm. and he just walks up to him and takes his fucking sunglasses uh. and puts them on <laughs> and gets back on the bike yeah and it's back to the bone by george, george yeah <laughs> as soon as that happens you're like oh this is gonna suck but at the but. time it hadn't been overused later on they used it for that fucking jared fogel commercial oh, he's yeah. looking good yeah, yeah, he's I eating subs <laughs> he's fucking kids yeah. like, oh, so oh. stupid that's a little stupid but i like it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this but episode chase... definitely has the most swearing out of any so, episode well yeah just, i just gotta say this quick i know we've probably all heard it but i'm just gonna throw this out there uh it's funny that jared fogel's career started the same way it ended by trying to get into smaller pants <laughs> 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 okay, back to Terminator. Yeah, please don't sue us. So the chase to me, that's the, almost the centerpiece of the movie. It, it's more thrilling than the final uh, battle, and it's more thrilling than that standoff at Skynet, which are both badass. But that chase is just—I've never seen a better one, man. And well, what about the helicopter versus the uh, the SWAT truck? Yeah, same movie. And I want to talk about that scene that leads up to it. Okay, well we we'll get to that. But if we're talking about comparing chases, like. I, th- yeah, I still think you're right about the aqueduct being the because it's the beginning of the movie too. Yeah, like, it's, a, it's the fir- mm-hmm. first then, big action. And if piece. you throw a helicopter yep. in anything, obviously it's going to be like, oh, cool, thank mm-hmm. fuck, look yeah. at that. So you always get that bird's eye view, which helps. But I remember seeing the extras from uh, Death Proof and Tarantino said, you know. There haven't re- really been any good car chase scenes in the past 20 years, except for T2. Yeah. <laughs> and he was trying to top that. I don't think he did with Death Proof, although I love that car chase scene. But the T2 mm-hmm. one's just... Just yeah, yeah. It sets the bar so high. Absolutely, I, I don't know. I I like now. Obviously, I don't want to go too far off topic, but um, I remember really liking when I was a kid that just the, the um the come with me if you want to live line showing back up again when they're yeah. leaving the. Uh, you know, because I think that that's a little, it's not just a wink to the audience. I think it's a little reaffirmation that, you know, I have in fact been programmed by humans. I'm not, um, you know, I haven't been sent back by Skynet to, uh, you know, to play with you. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, because they wouldn't know that that's, that was an intimate moment between Reese and, uh, and Sarah and, and then, I'm sure that that was spoken of to to John. So I really I, I really enjoy that, and I I like how quickly Sarah makes the switch to just okay. Like, well, oh, this sure. guy's with me, so mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, you know, and just yeah. that whole scene in the in the in the underground garage where they're they're running oh. again and oh, same another great chase scene though. Yeah, yeah and it, the whole thing's oh, yeah. in reverse, yeah. and and John's in the backseat loading the guns, and it's like that's the first moment as an adult where I I 
you know, like you were talking about earlier, when we were kids, we were like, this this character is cool. Mm-hmm. And and when we, you know, as adults, we're like, that kid's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But that's the first moment that he, for me, redeems himself because it shows that he's useful. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, or it's like, if it, apparently, if a kid isn't getting me something to drink or, or, or like, <laughs> yeah. doing my laundry or something or loading my guns, I have no need for them. But, you know, I... I, I I think that that's the first moment where you start to see the John Connor that could become the leader of the, right. the yeah, resistance. Because Sarah's been training him until she got arrested. Well, that scene, him. and also, uh, he's instrumental in convincing Sarah. I'm pretty sure he says, Mom, it's okay, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she but realizes, that, too, like, John's right here. If he wanted to kill John, like, <laughs> yeah. right they wouldn't man. hang out first. Like, yeah. I just want to, you know, you know, play some basketball, and then I'm going to crush your fucking skull. Like, <laughs> so, anyway. I want but, to learn about basketball. Yeah, and also, she's obviously all fucked up. And, and you know, yeah. freaking out, and then I don't know who's to say what kind of decision you'd make. But I see what you mean, though. Like, oh yeah, I remember when you tried to kill me for a whole movie, mm. and now I'm just gonna hold your hand and run away. Yeah. yeah. And then she sees T1000. And she's like, oh shit, yeah, okay, I don't like that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 That that one's no. That good. one looks meaner. I don't like it. Yeah. Robert Patrick is amazing. <clears throat> uh, his brother is a singer from Filter, right? I uh, maybe yeah. I just Is I just he? wanted to point that yeah. out. Really? Yeah. Jesus, wow. his brother's a douchebag. <laughs> Richard Patrick. I saw an interview with him, and he was whispering. And the interviewer was like, "Why are you whispering?" And he explained in his whisper that his voice is so good, he doesn't want to waste it. On <laughs> it's so good. We had two hits. Yeah. <laughs> his voice is so good, you can't even hear it. He's yeah. using one of those uh, like Stephen Hawking talkers. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving it for the show that 90 people will come to. Because it's 2015 and no one likes my band. Yeah. But in any case. Robert Patrick. Wow. Yeah, Robert Patrick. Uh, he's the man. He's the man. And uh, he's great in, uh, you know, uh, we, we grew up with him being kind of the the Mulder replacement in X-Files. Um, but I don't think he ever was as good again as he was in this film. And it's so interesting because he had the least to work with. He didn't. He doesn't have a lot of lines. Right. It's all uh, body language. It's all um, intimidation. Yeah. Yeah. Very subtle um, changes in facial expression. You were talking about this when we rewatched it, Dave. Like <laughs> when he shows the photograph to John's foster parents, and they're, what do they say? It's something. Like, Is anything wrong? Yeah. Oh, uh, there's a. Yeah. There was a big guy here earlier looking for him too. Has that got something to do with this? No. Uh, uh, no. I'm just going to take this picture and yeah, yeah. see you later. You can see him thinking as he looks at the photo, and you know he's thinking, yes. And then yeah. he looks he's up, like, no. Is something, is something, got, I got something to do with it? Yes. I mean, no. I wouldn't worry about it. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't worry, worry about it. Yeah. Just a cop and a giant biker over here looking for him, but he's okay. Yeah, there's he'll nothing be, wrong. It's normal fun. Tuesday. Yeah. He also uh, didn't want to do a Genesis either because he didn't want. He knew he couldn't top that role. He, did, he wanted to leave people with T2 uh, and his character being that intense and that scary. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was talk about getting him back as the older version, and he just said no. He's probably could really use the money. I think so. But he yeah. was still like, you know what? I'm not going to top that performance. And uh, so I, I really respect that. Me well, too. He's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's really, iconic. He's still working. Like, let's not talk. Wow. He could really use the money. He's not, <laughs> he's not sitting outside of a Dunkin' Donuts asking for change. Well, that's like feast or famine in Hollywood, though. I'm sure he's not Yeah, like well, that's, but... you know, if you're not careful with your money, like, your show's going to get canceled tomorrow, probably. So just be careful about that. Yeah. Right? Like, he is immortalized as that gift, though, And he probably you know, could 
running made, made a quick thirty mil. Yeah, something. great running run. Through the, running Tom through the parking Cruise lot. quality run. He just looks so inhuman, and I know that's the obvious yeah, intent. It just—it's so scary. And when his arms yeah. do the Jaws of Life thing, like come <laughs> oh, on, God. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that so is good. wicked. Uh, oh yeah, and part of his arm is still on the car as they're driving yeah. away. Yeah, and they throw yeah. it. John has to throw it off. Yeah. yeah. What if he didn't? What if well, he didn't then notice? T1000 it? would know where they are at all yeah. times, right? So that's that was. I I think they they didn't have. I, I mean, obviously, you hire somebody like Robert Patrick. You want him to have, you know, as much screen time as, as well. You want to get your money's worth, but <laughs> but they um, just be yeah, not much money. But you want yeah, you want to. They probably get, paid him like seventy five grand back then. But, but uh, this yeah, is, I'd be interested to a, find out what he made. This on This is film. a shape shifting robot. Like every every place that they end up, it should just be like a new guy. Like, yeah. hi, I'm Jake. I'm also here to stop the future yeah. robots. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Can I see that kid for a second? <laughs> <laughs> like he—he's—he's he's always coming back as this same robot. He's—he's oh. he's got this massive advantage, and he just chooses not to use it. Yeah. That's insane. He has an arsenal of people. Oh. I'm pretty sure he can be yeah. anybody that he absorbs. Right? Yeah, so he's got to touch them. Which is why it. in the lava pit, he you see all those people. Yeah, yeah. but like, yeah, which he is just weird, uses because... the cop <laughs> which every is... time. But it's weird though because the security guard, his boot touched him. Yeah. yeah, turn into the security guard. Like that's kind of fucked. Yeah, but, but you know, for the for, you know for the bigger picture, it is. That is yeah. so funny. I, I better keep. Well, looking didn't he drop like his change though? He or, just acts as a normal guy. Uh, Can I, I see that kid for a second? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure. I just remember him walking over the tiles, yeah. and then he starts to take form. I don't. I don't know. He, yeah. I think, I, I, does he have to touch them? It's through us. Yeah, he's got to touch I think them. Yes. Anything I think, it comes in contact with. I think that's a big problem that I have with this with this um, this movie as well. Is is there's there's so many there's so many missed opportunities. Um, like especially for the budget. Like I didn't even know it was 102 million. But there's there's so many cool things you could do. I mean, we've talked about it in a few of the other episodes that it, that a lot of good sequels raise the stakes. And I feel right. like this is another one of those examples where they really just yeah. There's actually less kills because yeah. Arnie can't yeah. kill anyone. And and there's there's less. Um, but there's bigger action pieces. There's less good guys, and there's there's like basically the same number of bad guys. Um, where. I think this movie could have been a lot more fun if there was like more than one T one thousand or more than one, uh, like maybe instead of a, t- like a T one thousand is kind of a very convenient um, bad guy. It's like yeah, yeah. it's it's just, mm-hmm. but but maybe having just like um, you know they the machines realize they lost this because um, they waited to yeah. year back. Like, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's not coming back. <laughs> maybe we should... But maybe they send, like, you know, five or something. Or or maybe maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. plays the long con, and very late in the movie, you find out he's actually, like, he's, he's supposed to beat the T-1000, and then he's supposed to turn. Like, oh. and that's the reason why he's able to beat this thing so that's, that's so... Superior infinitely superior to way, him yeah. uh you know uh whatsoever and and i don't know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities like that that i feel i i feel like this movie had and i mean maybe it, like i just i just feel like it's it's um it's very safe like it's very um they 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 could have really fucked up either of those uh other other options or any other that they could have explored um but and and this one was one where they they you know it's pretty safe that you're not going to totally yeah. you know go overboard but i don't know it, it feels um uh 
Yeah, it feels it it feels a bit hollow in that regard. Well, one thing that I did really like that they did in this film, which I'd like to get into, which I realize it's not the more kills. I, I realize that we're mainly working with uh, more uh, like uh, more grandiose set pieces, uh, you know. And while I, you could make the argument that it isn't enough on its own. That scene uh, after you know, which we're skipping ahead because I kind of wanted to talk about the Miles, Miles Dyson yeah, introduction. Yeah, yeah, we're not there yet. Yeah, yeah. yeah but the scene where they're uh, that you alluded to earlier, Dave. We can bounce around. Who fucking cares? Yeah. Um, uh, where he he gets the grenade launcher hmm. after they've broken into Cyberdyne, and he's picking them off one by one, and and that methodical sequence. You know, I think that plays so well. Something that the first movie didn't do, because when you saw the the Terminator Vision in the first film, it was very minimalist. Obviously, it's where technology is, but I love that. Uh, you know, that seeing the targeting system, you know, and 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 then doing the casualty count and everything. Um, you know, that's a, a subtle way of keeping Arnie, um, you know, serious in the role, but having a little bit of humor in there as well. And uh, I think that that uh, bringing an entire fucking SWAT team to come after him is really the only way that you can, for example, raise the stakes from him, you know, d- like just leveling an entire police station, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So having having this SWAT team surround uh you know, Cyberdyne, you know, the basically the physical home of Skynet or its, you know, its inception at that point. Um, it does kind of it, it emotionally raise the level uh, of the film, if nothing else. You know, I'm on your side, just to be clear, you know, especially as we're talking about this. Because one thing I'm noticing about this conversation is that there are all moments that are really fun, mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily, you know, they don't, they don't raise the level of a sequel the way like a godfather part two does or the way that even an aliens does even though again i kind of think that the first one's better definitely um but it's it's but yeah the the the, i just i just mean when you take if you're going on a case-by-case situation it's not the same as like a jurassic park where it's just more people or more terminators or more dinosaurs you know like you it's not that simple and i think that that you know, Cameron is a smart enough uh, filmmaker to realize that the emotional investment being larger, being the the father son connection, being the emotional investment of Arnold's character, like the Terminator staying, the T eight hundred staying on the you know the the side of good and not you know, um, is more important to the audience. They get they get a lot more out of that than just simply um, you know blowing up more shit. Yeah. Right. You know. So, like, you have to raise the stakes within the specific circumstances, like the the Skynet shootout and all that. Because yeah, it's basically such a terminal threat already, the end of humanity. That like, if the threat just remains for the sequel, it's kind of like Jaws two or something. You know, it's just there's a shark. <laughs> there's another shark. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's really tough. But like, one and Jaws thing... is a great example because that tension builds and builds and builds. Mm. You know, which I realize now we know was basically because they didn't have any fucking money. Yeah, but they keep it at hidden the time, like in T1. You know. But, like, one thing that I liked what you said is if Arnie was playing the long con and was a double agent, <laughs> I was just trying to think of, like, how could that manifest itself in the most shocking way? And it's not at the end. So, no. say the T-1000 goes into the lava pit and Arnie just sort of reaches over and pushes them gently <laughs> into the pit. <laughs> what would be better, I think, is right after the T-1000's arm gets tossed off the back of the car by John, uh, 
Schwarzenegger just floors the vehicle, <laughs> drives it as fast as he can into a wall. <laughs> right? Nothing's going to happen to him. <laughs> He'll be fine. Yeah. And there'll be accordion. Just Which, <laughs> yeah, and they could even explain it as the fact that they're, that's their contingency plan to make sure that Sarah Connor... Also, also doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So he gets out of the car, you know, they, all of his skin having left just, his body. and just, just keep naming her kids. <laughs> yeah, it's down at a bus stop. And the T-1000 catches up with him and they're just like, well, you want to go talk to a drive through You want to go to Mandarin? <laughs> we won. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> High five. Okay, Whoa. but. They, they, they go to a Best Buy and start just shooting their guns in the air. <laughs> it's time. The revolution begins. The guy from Apple's there like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> the um, All of these things are great. And don't get me wrong. I would be fine with a, lo- like a robot con man movie. <laughs> but, Double agent. That's great. Yeah, just... Uh, you know, but my problem is one of one of the defining moments of this film, and one of the most beautiful moments in, in sci-fi film ever is um, that the moment at the end of the film where he says to John, "Now I know why you cry, but it's something I can never do." Mm-hmm. Um, well, I just got the yeah, same. Said that. Same. Oh, man, it's so goddamn beautiful. Yeah. Um. It. It reminds me of like the ending of Blade Runner, you know, like tears in the rain. It's it's the perfect completion of the arc that he's going yeah, yeah, across like, the movie is him being humanized. Yeah. Right? And Which is Sarah's point. And then he, he makes the most human decision of any of the characters uh, in, in realizing that he has to sacrifice himself and he has to destroy himself to the extent that there is no evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but he can't do it himself. Right, he can't, so can't self-terminate really slowly and really dramatically. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, giving him enough time to to make do the, the thumbs to up. make the thumbs up. Right? Yeah, right. Which again is as cheesy as it might be. It actually works very well in the in the you know right. the realm of the characters because you get that that uh, call back to his his warm moments with John and the the you know. Uh, surrogate paternal role mm-hmm. that the Terminator plays, and then you, it, it also it um, adds an extra layer of uh, importance to the the voiceover, which I know you fucking hate. Mm. Uh, the voiceovers of Linda Hamilton, where she talks about how um, <clears throat> uh, the Terminator will never, you know, come home yeah. with you know after Drunk having too many and hit him, blah, and hit him blah, yeah, blah. and uh, you know he'll he'll protect him to you know to the end, and uh, so it's it's such a fucking like warm and fuzzy moment after you just had two hours of blowing shit up mm-hmm. it, you know it's just so beautiful like it really is the thing that that always kind of bugged me is john is obviously stupid because at the end of the movie he's like yeah don't worry about it we'll make it work or whatever you know we, we'll hide you or whatever this fucking guy has been wanted for seven years <laughs> for the murder of all them fucking cops in the 80s for you every cop you can't just bring him home and they're like isn't that the guy I don't think so just, yeah. like you know what I'm saying so that's why he's like no I have to die because I'm a wanted f- I'm a fugitive for fuck's sakes like yeah. technically mm-hmm. just because he went away and came back they don't fucking know that right, just every that. week that's on America's Most Wanted they're like have John you seen Walsh him and everyone's like afraid again. they're like uh, no I haven't seen him no, no I think I just voted for him though <laughs> 
<laughs> I did. I, I forgot about that. He's he's gonna he's draw heat. Yeah. yeah, he that's killed why, a bunch of people in the but, '80s and had a bunch of people in the but '90s. But that's why, like, they beefed up that SWAT team so much because they they say on the the, the scanner that he's wanted for the death of all the police officers. So that's why they send everybody, and that's why they're yeah. like, we're gonna take down this motherfucker. He thinks he's gonna do it again. Yeah, the and police then they just dispatcher. Can't do it. He uh, killed a bunch of people in Terminator One. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's wanted for the death of all them cops send in Terminator some, One. Send some cops over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they say it. Oh, I mean, I agree with you that it's a missed opportunity in the sense that you know Sarah goes, you know, if a machine can learn the value of human life, maybe we can too. And she might as well just be like, "Well, this is the end of the movie." Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I hope we've learned suck. this. It's <laughs> like, how dumb something. do they think we are? We get yeah. it. <clears throat> I hope. And wouldn't yeah. and wouldn't that be the perfect the perfect plan? Right? Like, I mean. They fail the first time. They send a robot back, and and somebody beats it. So they've already they know that they, there's there's already this established, you know they yeah. they know that we got to do something different. Yeah, yeah. and and um, and not just that, but also that that they know that if the robots send somebody back, then the people are going to send somebody back as well. So why not send two things back? Right. Make and and play them against one another. Right. Like it's it's it's. Like in my mind, it, it's you know. What if they? That's send, what I would do if I was a killer robot. What empire. if they send a Terminator back to also have sex with Sarah Connor, the, the Terminator, <laughs> like, and then she gives birth? Yeah, to she gives birth, and they're like, "That is the future, right? <laughs> fucking here, you guys see this shit?" <laughs> the, so um, yeah, we're talking about possible worlds, right? The Terminator, yeah. he goes back in time and he just turns into soup. <laughs> and then there's another one where they send back nanotechnology and everyone turns into soup because it just <laughs> infiltrates everyone. And just... The um, the the you brought up an interesting point uh, about the end of this film, um, and and I want to go back to the end of the fir- or rather the middle of the first film where they explain that uh, you know, and I realize now they're destroying the technology and so forth, but in that big sequence where they go to Cyberdyne and blah, 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 um, to destroy everything. Um, you know, they, they shouldn't be able to go back and do that anyway, because in the first mm-hmm. film, the facility that allowed them to time travel was destroyed. Was it not? Like, or the machine, like, the, ran out of power or whatever. Like, Cyberdyne was a company, but it, like, so the, who knows? They were probably making software for, like, so is it that, you know, is it Macintosh or whatever, right? Like, don't really explain that. Yeah. So, in this alternate, or rather, in the sequel, is it, is it, you know, proposed that, okay, you know, the, the same chain of events has played out again and they've gotten to the same point in history. And this time we're going to send back a different Terminator and we're going to send back a Terminator. Uh, is that the idea, or is this like another facility with another time travel machine at another time in the war that they've sent this back to? Are there just, you know, like I I, I don't understand the chronology uh, of the future sending back the Terminators. That's the thing. Uh, it's always been a problem for me. I'm gonna go fucking cross-eyed I thinking think about it. I think it's um, uh, what did um, what was the the time travel model that you had mentioned earlier? Like, I think it's it's one of those cases where if they send um, Kyle Reese back and and the Terminator back, now that is the future that plays out from that point. Um, mm-hmm. So so their timeline, um, but they would still have to send ceased, Kyle Reese again. Has ceased to exist, but the effects that they've had on this other timeline continue okay. as though. So the war then continues on in the new future yeah, it, instead of ending that night. It, it, exactly, exactly. It's not. Um, it's a. 
you know, they're they're basically creating a new timeline that includes them in in the the events of the first movie. That's um, crazy. My head is going to explode. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's um, but okay. it's good though because you're explaining it to me in a way that I realize, okay, this kind of on some level can work as a franchise that just keeps happening over and over again. Mm, yeah, just, just Terminators be like like FedEx is dropping Terminators at your front door every morning. Yeah. Battleship, yeah. <laughs> just like nice. across the span of like twenty years, yeah. like they just wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we okay, should talk movie. about <laughs> Dyson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you could have another problem there. Uh, we won't get into it. It's called the uh, the bootstrap paradox yeah which is just basically a problem of ownership say i go back in time and i hand shakespeare a copy of romeo and juliet and he reads it and then he copies it out word for word it becomes a famous play who wrote it yeah shakespeare didn't he copied it so how did it exist (laughs) in the future to be Mm -hmm. handed to him so yeah so when they're talking to dyson in his living room if for example they gave him all the information that he later go on to author Mm -hmm. That becomes a problem of ownership because he didn't actually write it. Oh, my, my, unless he um, wrote it to himself. My well, theory it, on this, um, and it does, it, it pulls a little from the third movie, which I know it's, it, it's a bag of shit, but, <laughs> but, um, I, I liked their explanation of Skynet in that it, yeah, it's it software, it's not well, hardware. And that, that is the only yeah, interpretation, yeah. too. Yeah. It's first film's interpretation. And then it's so, only in the newer films that, you know, Skynet is, is, all encompassed in one fucking building. So them having a right. CPU and an arm doesn't actually really matter. They didn't have to blow that place up. And yeah. they're, they're yeah. you know, she didn't have to shoot Dyson. Yeah. He didn't have to... Where did they get the, like, all those fucking bombs and shit anyway? Like, yeah, from, those, that they have in the underground. Yeah, the good thing we have this shit. Yeah. Fucking, in this armory, yeah. yeah. I think it's that midsection where and they're, they're not all... Mexican guy? No, 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 no we know it's there. No, in... Yeah, yeah. in, in uh, Skynet, the actual fucking barrels. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Where the fuck yeah. does that shit come from? Like, hey, just in case we want to blow everything up, <laughs> yeah. we should have some of these barrels. <laughs> and they're also really bright and yellow, so you know it looks good on screen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, if we watch back over the security footage, yeah. it's gonna look cool. Yeah, it's. I don't understand that part because there's no way they got it from Enrique. By the way, I got fucking. You know, I got napalm, I got fucking C4, I got all that shit. Like, yeah, I got some cool well, guns, but... they could have stopped at, you know, a uh, some kind of... The uh, same store from the first one? Because the, <laughs> door, the door's still open? The Canadian Tire? <laughs> or the, the gun shop? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got any of that uh, barrels of shit that blows up? We need some it's guns. I know it's a place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a new owner. It's like, oh, fuck, I heard about this motherfucker. It's a picture of him on the wall. Don't let him in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just under the counter. There's just a little... Like, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh. Okay, hang on here. Now, as a funny thought experiment, what if uh, good Terminator in T2, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, has a small little device that allows him to time travel back to T1 for convenience sake, right? <laughs> so they need weapons. They go back, it to, only T1, goes back <laughs> to T1, to the gun store, yeah. and grab the guns, <laughs> and they come back. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay, thank God. We need that laser pointer. Fuck. That, was, that thing ruled. They need some information. They go back and ask Kyle a question. Right. <laughs> then they come back. Yeah. yeah, you can only do it for like you have sixty seconds. Then you got to get back in. See, uh, well, that's like that uh, device from um, uh, from Doctor Who that River wears on her arm, and you know Doctor Who's always giving her shit about because it's like an archaic uh, version of time travel. Uh, you know, if he just had one of those, he could just strap on his arm, looks like a cool watch, mm. but then he can just. Hop around wherever he wants, and you know, the watch tear ends up, up the timeline. Like T one thousand, though, and you're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> so, 
But yeah, but oh well, yeah. I guess in their uh, idea oh, of time yeah, travel, can't, yeah, you can't, can't have the make watch. Moving machines, mm. yeah. He says so you'd have to wrap the watch in flesh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can yeah, I just yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. Can I just point something out that I just thought of, and I should have thought about this in nineteen ninety one. Is okay, Dyson. We're now we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. Um, you see his fucking property. You see that house. Yep. Yeah. Obviously, this guy's loaded. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't shouldn't he have a hotter wife? Like, <laughs> like, like she's not hot at all. She's the lieutenant from Law and Order. Like later on, the captain yeah, yeah. later on. So, yeah. Either oh way, just like that, that's the first thing I would do when I bought that house is get rid of her. Well, you know, a lot of no, programmers pretty, suffer from vision problems. Well, yeah. now that he's he made all his money, money though, later, it's pretty and, shallow. And too. yeah, now yeah, she won't. He didn't have. used to yeah. have that kind of money. Yeah. <laughs> now that's he's, true. Also, I mean, they convince him. They don't kill him because, you know, Sarah has a human moment. Yeah. Can't well, kill him. Because because yeah, the, cut the off your arm hand. Yeah. Thing, he cuts the flesh off and he was like, oh my God, I have the same arm at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you want to come see yeah, it? Yeah, you guys should yeah. come. And so he's like, all right, I'm not going to do this anymore. Let's go destroy, um, you know, let's go do that. And then they show up and they have to kill a security guard for some reason, don't they? Who kills no, him? They, no, no, they don't. No. They tie him up in the bathroom. Tie yeah. Him up. Mm. Yeah, Gibbons. Yes, yes, they do. They yeah. throw Gibbons in there. I thought maybe on the way out they killed one. Mm. No, no, uh, no. no on the way out, they they take the SWAT car and the, and they just uh, gas everybody. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Laughing gas, and then they fucking fuck off. And then the chopper shows up. They're like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" And then that was it. As much as they yep. don't want to kill people, as much as it is their goal not to, you know, or it's it's like the Terminator's, you know, uh, directive that he's been given to not kill people. How many people were working at Cyberdyne and have intimate knowledge of this project? Well, yeah, like that's, how, that's how, the whole thing, and that's well, why they, 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 they did have not to it. kill those people. Yeah, at the, yeah. There's a scene before when they first show you that they have the arm. There's like fucking forty people yeah. on one floor. Yeah, yeah. it was a fucking yeah. ten story building. Yeah, they should have waited until the daytime, like set all that shit up at night, <laughs> and then just chill out, wait yeah. until the sun comes up, kill them all, kill them all. Yeah, I guess the idea is that Dyson's work is so secretive and proprietary, only he well, has the full main he, he Everybody gets else the arm out for someone at the beginning yeah. of the... Yeah, the guy's like, hey, can I have the arm? Yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. And turn, <laughs> yeah. you know, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you don't leave or anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't take this thing to the bathroom and jerk yeah, off. Yeah, what's well, just it. funny like, because like, like that uh, Apple employee that like lost the iPhone prototype. Like, where's the arm? And then a fucking Terminator oh, shows God. up. Great, see what happens when you fucking lose it. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I think I think uh, I think that whole um, arc is is like they're like they're wrong about that. They're wrong about the fact that Cyberdyne has anything to do with this. It maybe had some kind of an effect on. When things occurred, like mm. the 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 date, uh, for instance, the Judgment Day happens on, or something like that. But I think uh, they, they they aren't changing anything by getting rid of that that processor and uh, and and arm. They think they are, but mm. they they this is just one um, one piece of puzzle. It's got to go. And, right, yeah. they're thinking in terms of hardware, and they're thinking in early nineties yeah. terms. But you're absolutely right. All those people have to die. Yeah, and, yeah, anyone who knows anything about that shit has got to die. No, <laughs> not just like not just the hardware. And yeah, just, they got to kill the janitor. Even, yeah, well, kill exactly. <laughs> like the fucking Consuela comes to clean the bathroom and <laughs> shoot that bitch. So we, we could have used a montage there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a montage at the very yeah. end of the movie to uh, the Benny Hill theme of Linda Hamilton <laughs> going around dude. shooting people in the head. Or or they poison they poison. <laughs> 
They poison We're the milk, <laughs> right? Put some arsenic in the milk in the cafeteria and just make sure all of them drink it. As long as just, the theme song is going yeah. on, I don't Just care one by happens. one, one by one, killing it. I would have ruined a movie. Just fucking awesome. All right, oh, any yeah. final thoughts on Terminator? Because we got to take a break again, gentlemen. Uh, just really quick, I just want to say that I really liked how the nitrogen truck resembled the fuel truck from the first one and it yep. was opposites yep, yep. and it both didn't work. Yeah. I liked it. You know, all Yeah, yeah, that's one thing I wanted to say. All of the people people who complain about T2 are mad that it echoes so much of the first, right? It's got I'll be back, come with me if you want to live and it also has get out because there is a part yeah. in T1 where Arnie tells someone to get the hell <laughs> yeah, out of a truck. truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I like all these echoes. You can't have a T2 without T1, so it's completely fine with me. I have no problem. No, with yeah, it. you've already, you've already, like we talked about, you already have built this world. Now go Abide nuts by its on rules. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all you have to yeah. Do. And I and my, you know, my only problem, like I, I've stated, is is just that I feel like, um, I feel like they are echoing. They're not, they're not opening up the the mythos. You know, they're not, they're not expanding on this universe. They're just. Um, you know, it does. Doing it does feel bigger. like uh, like ro- like playing Battleship with a, a robot in in the future with the past. Like it, yeah. it's sweet. it's like you know one move trumps <laughs> yeah, one move. That sounds sweet. Instead yeah. of just being like, you know what? Let's send all of them. Let's mm. send all the Terminators, right, or, right. or let's send one of those. Uh, the big one with the the two yeah, like guys, the, just, the big yeah. loud one on the tracks. <laughs> He's yeah. covered in just a pile of skin. But but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things that you could do to win, and you choose to just do the thing that maybe might yeah. win. Like right, right. got a good chance. Yeah, like, like real conservative machines yeah. in this universe, <laughs> right? Because ultimately, <laughs> show all our cards. But they want a T one is an, a, a sci fi almost horror movie. Movie and T2 mm-hmm. is just a straight up action, action, movie, action yeah. movie, yeah. So they need that cat and mouse, yeah, instead um, of just 500 guys who show up and just win. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's, I, I mean, I'm looking at the alien to aliens thing, right? Alien one is the horror, uh, horror film, movie. you can't just make a second horror film, mm-hmm. so they make a second action movie. But in order to make an action movie that that you know that really captures yeah. people, you have you to just raise guns, up the stakes, the you know? You've gotta, you've We're also going to make the same movie twice, and you don't want to do Yeah, that. like The Hangover 1, 2, and 3. Do you want to do a quick, uh, mm. favorite scene thing? Like a little, oh, sure, yeah. sure. Favorite We're scenes in T2, time, but, yeah. yeah. But if we do it quickly, because I think... Is that cool? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, right. I don't care. We'll just keep them down. I'll do mine in like 30 seconds. No, no. You take as long as you like. I just, uh, you know... Hey, you want to start? It's the listeners that uh, that may, <laughs> may suffer. They, they have shit to do, man. Um, favorite scene. Wow. That's, uh, I, I'm, I'm in a spot there. Uh, I'm not going to take the aqueduct one cause I know someone's going to, um, I really like, uh, the, the underground chase sequence that we talked about. I like the, the load reload that, that right, whole exchange right. and, um, Car in and, reverse, and, and like you said, Robert Patrick running again. I, I I think the car in reverse is just perfect. Um, the first moment where you kind of endear yourself to John Connor as you know a uh, potential leader, um, you know, and and someone who has the skill set to to grow into that. He's not just a kid; he's more than your average uh, you know snot nosed brat. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devonge. Um, it's a tough one. I mean, um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd probably say, um, I like the reveal, 
I like the um the uh, VR yeah he's yeah. Oh. <laughs> like uh, just just uh, going on a hot uh, date motorcycle like a uh, Hell's Angels biker with a rose delivery <laughs> nothing to see here right right <laughs> it's either heroin or a and, shotgun like we know that yeah. and it's that you know that that first um, meeting uh, of of the the two of them like T one thousand is there and he's uh, and um, John Connor's in the middle and it it's like one of them pulls out a gun the other one pulls out a gun they both mm. start. Uh, opening Dying. up on one another, and and you still don't know, yeah. You know, if you were seeing that movie, um, uh, you know, without without the the preconception that there that he's the well, good doesn't guy, he say get down? You have yeah, get down, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get but down. he could be like get down so I can kill that robot that's gonna kill me. Like, <laughs> no, then I'll, now kill, I'll you. kill you. No, yeah. or just get down, Edward Furlong ways in the ground. Just shoots him in the back. Now don't go too far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I mean, I I think that's such a uh, such a beautiful moment to build up to. I think right. that it just works so so well. And it's a very subtle nod to the soundtrack because he's got a gun and a box of roses. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. So that's pretty I, cool. True. Danny, uh, me Aqueduct. Got to go with Aqueduct. Can't even say anything more about it ex- except for the part where T one thousand angrily slaps the windshield out of the way. Like move. That already, that already, <laughs> that already was gone. Yeah. yeah. Right, Dave. Okay, um, and that music is so good too. Mine isn't uh, isn't a sequence. It's actually one scene where they're in Pescadero and Linda Hamilton's watching the footage of her freaking out. Yeah. And trying to convince mm. him. That she's better because she has to get out. To she knows now that Terminator's in town. Yeah, like he was I don't know, on vacation for a couple years. So she, <laughs> she, uh, she's trying to behave, and he yeah. says no. Nope, He's I'm got a better haircut this time around. Yeah, I'm going to keep you here for six more months, and then she fucking loses it. That's yeah. my favorite individual line. scene. Yeah, that Not sequence, that. just one shot, and then they freeze frame her beforehand. Right, the and freeze then, frame. She looks insane. Yeah, and yeah. then when she freaks out again, they fucking sedate her. Yeah, oh, this, yeah. the whole. That was wicked. It was like, now you know that she's a fucking badass. You're like, whoa. Yeah. And she's it, no it, longer a waitress, boys. She's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that guy who licks her that you mentioned previously, like, what the fuck is he up to? Has he yeah. been doing that the whole time? Yeah. Just every night goes Even around and licks dude. all the patients. <laughs> patients? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the bald doctor comes in one day he's got this guy's dick in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. all right wrap up i guess I yeah know. yeah yeah let's let's take a break and we'll come back and uh we'll we'll do our uh round table just deciding which of these terminators uh is the best of the franchise All right, gentlemen. Uh, this is the the moment of truth. Da 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 da. Uh, what uh, I, I'm really interested after we've had this conversation, where we're coming down here. Uh, I know I know where Devin is, so I'm going to let Devin kick this thing off. Um, what right. is the better Terminator film? Yeah, I mean, I think I've made it pretty clear where where uh, I stand on them. Uh, I mean, I think there's just there's a tension in in the first movie um, that you get only for about the first half hour of the second movie, where it's just like you you um, you constantly are 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 um, worried about about how, how it's going to end up. Like it it builds so well that like you know maybe uh, the cops will stop him. Nope. Uh, maybe you know Kyle Reese will shoot him or something. Like, nope, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And and it's just like gas truck explodes. Nope, still coming. And and 
everything builds towards that last like 10 minutes of the movie. Whereas in the second one, it's like you, you, you have this build that's happening where they're both after John Connor. And then as soon as they both get to him and, and uh, they get like uh, Sarah Connor out of the, the institution, it's like uh, the tension just drops so much and yeah. it, it becomes um, more about that, that sort of the, the humanizing the, the, the Terminator and, 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 um, I just don't, I don't feel comfortable with that. Like I, I, I think that that, that puts too much of a lull in the movie where, where you're, you're made comfortable and, and you shouldn't like, mm-hmm. you should always be worried. Um, and, and it's, uh, just something that I, I think, uh, the, uh, the first movie does, does a lot better. And the second movie, it's a great movie. It's a great film. No, no doubt. Like they're both incredible, incredible movies, but the first one is is, uh, in my opinion, a whole heck of a lot better. Mm. Danny Band. Well, originally I wasn't going to make a choice. You know, it's like Van Halen one or Van Halen two or the self titled <laughs> Corn and Life Is Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, and originally I was going to say T two, but I think you guys have kind of changed my mind on that, particularly because of that middle section of T two where it sags. I mean, mm. if it's a movie like that. And you're relying on a character's apocalyptic fantasy to make scary, like Sarah's um, playground, mm. apocalyptic nightmare uh, scene. I think that that's a bit of a mistake if you have these machines you should be worrying about. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it should be a bad dream taking yeah. up that much screen time. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with T1. Absolutely. Sweet. Uh, T1 for me. Um, it's wow. scary. It's dark. Um, I only wish I was, you know old enough to i wasn't even alive but if i could have seen that in the theater <laughs> it would have scared the shit out of anybody yeah well they um, still do screenings of it we should we should but, try and check one if out if you had yeah. never seen a movie like that like mm-hmm. that was so like out of its league it, it was just it was too good uh it, as i said dark scary uh serious no clowning around no bad jokes no over the top weapons, like that's what I don't like about T two is when he gets that handheld Gatling gun. Like, <laughs> give me a break! That thing would never exist. You'd yep. like, yeah. Yeah. And like, like as we talked about, the best scene is in the aqueduct. It's the first forty minutes right. of the movie, right? Right. So, mm. I find T two was like they finally got some money and, and CGI was just taken off. Like it was actually starting to look really good. And I I did, I did like it. I liked all that stuff, but it was it was too much. It was too there. There was some boring parts. Um, you know, I really loved how Linda Hamilton was all of a sudden this, like she took it seriously. She's a soldier. I like yeah. the transition, but but you don't see as, the transition happen. It's just flat right, through but that you know, movie. But, yeah. but you know, like you know, like you can just see, you just know what had happened, like off yeah. camera or, or sorry. And they allude movie. to it with the other guys, um, whoever can teach me something. Yeah. Number one, like the, the, as we talked about, you can't kill it, and then when you see it limping, you're like, now there's hope. I, it was. It was well done. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I just wish I could have seen it in theaters, and and not have for seen the it first before, time, for yeah. the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm going to go with T1. All right. Well, no suspense here. I'm I'm going. Uh, it's it's going to be unanimous around the table for wow. T1. Wow. Oh, holy! Yeah. I did not expect that. Yeah, that's. I thought it would be like three against one or two two. Yeah, I, I thought T two would have kind of taken. The, Me too. Yeah, like, yeah he, I, I was. I was thinking that this would be neck and neck, and and the one thing that that did it for me uh, was the rewatching of these films. Um, I guess around Christmas of last year, I revisited a whole bunch of 
you know, awesome action and horror for some reason at Christmas around, uh, from my childhood. And, um, you know, that, that first film, which admittedly didn't resonate with me as much as a child, because, you know, I'm all, it, as a child, you're, you're very much attracted to the explosions and the loud music and the, you know, Arnold looking wicked, you know, with the aviator glasses and, you know, um, I just, I know in my heart of hearts it's a better film. Now, I, to to put greater context on what I was just saying, since that first kind of rewatch in in a handful of years, which because you you know as a child I watched both those movies a hundred times, but um, since I've rewatched that film or that you know that sitting down a, a marathon of actually the whole series up until that point, um, I uh, I've rewatched the first Terminator three times i've watched it three times this year wow because it's just so good yeah. and linda hamilton's breasts are just so nice <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding uh no, you're it, not no i'm not kidding <laughs> but um it, it's it there there's something like i said all 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 of the uh all the discussion on on the the singularity you know as as, as it is uh or as it could be as it's uh hypothesized it's it it stands true today um, it will be a timeless film, you know, I, I, well, it already is, yeah. but it's something, you know, much in the way of say like a, a, a book like Brave New World or 1984 or something like that, where you can, um, even though say for example, 1984, we're well past 1984 and the, the book is still, uh, it's still very much, uh, holds up on its own, you know, and it's something that we alluded to the, the Matrix, uh, series at one point in the discussion and those films are not nearly as old and have not held up nearly as well. Even the first one. That's right. Rewatching that one, it's uh, it's already aging. And uh, the first Terminator, in its simplicity and uh, you know, um, just just brilliant writing and and execution, uh, everything from the the practical effects, um, the the big action set pieces. It's just it's a perfect film, and it deserves the one hundred percent rating. That it gets on Rotten Tomatoes. Absolutely, agreed. agreed. Absolutely, hundred percent. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Didn't even mean. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap up here, gentlemen? I guess my last thought would be what you said about the sunglasses. It's kind of like T two. The whole damn I've thing. I've got a has pair of aviators on right? the table. Yeah, it's relying on these extraneous things like humor and over reliance on the first film and stuff like that in order to maintain the kind of narrative momentum. Whereas the first one doesn't need anything like that. So yeah, loved it. Number one. Number one. Number one. Around the table. Number one. Okay. Well done. Uh, now remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We want to continue it on with you, so please go to our website um, and uh, and yell at us. Uh, tell us uh, which is your favorite Terminator. Uh, send us a message on Twitter. I'm at not Brandon Fleet. Uh, Devin, you want to give out your Twitter? Uh, yeah, at uh, YR underscore homeboy. Your homeboy. Nice. Do <laughs> you gentlemen want to or no? I don't know what Twitter is. I don't have it. <laughs> okay. I have I'll, just, a, I'll just follow you guys around. I have a Twitter. <laughs> at, you have an Instagram, Dave? I don't know how to spell it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I don't know how to spell my name. <laughs> On it. Oh, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. I'm. I'll... Next time I'll be more prepared for having people <laughs> want to hear my, me talk more. Okay. So online engagement. I'm on Twitter at Leafs Love Hurts as in Toronto Maple Leafs. Right on. Um, for this episode, we're using the hashtags uh, MRML T2 
T1 or Mermel T1 and uh, Mermel T2. Uh, make sure that when you send us messages, send us that in your uh, in your message so that uh, later on we can bring it back up and, and you know yell at other people saying, well, our listeners love this movie better. So we're going to talk about that kind of content. Also, tell us about what you want to hear on the show. Uh, tell us uh, what you want to see on our website because it's just getting started. Um, so if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcatcher, whatever that may be. Uh, if you're listening to us in uh, podcast format, uh, visit us on YouTube uh, for all kinds of cool content. We're going to probably get into some video reviews, and also uh, I know Devin's got some gaming stuff under uh, in in the plans, in the works, uh, because... Um, He's been living on Fallout 4 for the last week or so. It's consumed me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, definitely keep in touch with us and, and find us in all these great places. Um, one last uh, thought about how to get in touch with us. I'd, I want to hear uh, from everyone uh, with, with regards to th- these films. Um, <clears throat> I want to hear who your, what your favorite Terminator is. Because there's so, ki- there's so many different... Uh, Evolutions. I know that people always just say, "Well, it's either the liquid metal or the 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 T eight hundred. But you know, one thing that was kind of cool about T three was the fact that they they made that hybrid of the two, and it allowed uh, with the skin over top to bring back weaponry, which we've been kind of joking about this whole episode. Um, so you know, it's an interesting way of kind of bringing back weaponry from the the past. Also. I know this film franchise has gone super off the tracks. I'd love to discuss what everyone thinks should be or should have been the next film when this series fell off the tracks. Devin and I have had multiple conversations on this. It's kind of what spawned this whole episode. I know that, uh, you know, Dave and I have been in love with this movie since we first started playing in bands together when we were just wee lads. Um, and the other thing, check out all, all these guys music. Um, I know I don't do that enough on the show, but definitely, uh, all of, our, all of our guests, a lot of them are musicians or artists and, and so forth. And, um, you know, keep in touch with them and, and follow them because they're all fucking amazing. And, uh, you know, it's our love for the arts in general that propels this show forward. So, um, and, and we'll continue to do more stuff. Definitely we'll get into something musical down the road. Uh, so, yeah. Thanks for listening and thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you. It's Michael Bean. It's Bean. This whole time I've been saying Michael Bind since I was was nine years old and no one corrected me. No one corrected you? Jesus. You have some shitty friends. I feel like a Terminator. (laughs) Yeah, you look so much shorter. You got my sunglasses on. I like it. Trying to fit into society. Fucking don't want to be too obvious. You've completed your task and now you just live your life. (laughs) I'm going to the fucking Mandarin, bitch. What does Terminator do after? Goes to the Mandarin. That's what he does. Finally. Fuck.